Shoot, did you listen to the two dudes, one king takeover? I did. Most of it. I yeah. think I got most of it in there. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. You couldn't stomach I liked the whole it. thing? No. It's like that Nutella thing I was saying earlier. It was just so goddamn sweet after a while I got sick. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. It was pretty good. I thought it was Thank pretty you, good, Ross. yeah. Thank you. I learned a lot about Stephen King, and I learned a lot about people who obsess over him. I was also pretty bummed about like King and Neil not being like super friendly or whatever. Yeah. Before we do the theme song here, I want to break our rule. We have a rule what here. What rule do we have? We have a rule. We have a <laughs> rule. Well, we have rules. <laughs> we have a rule here on Long May You Young where if you leave us a five star review, yeah. we'll read any we'll read whatever it says. You can yeah. say you guys suck, you're the worst. As long as it's five stars, we'll read it. We got our first one star review, boys, and I'm tempted to read it to you. Well, why not? All right. You ready? Oh, we're doing it now? Do you get, Do you mind? No, I don't mind. Yeah. This is uh, from so- someone. I'm not even going to say who it is. No, say who it is. Jay Carruth, 19. One star review. <laughs> he or she says, long may you run away from this podcast. <laughs> nice podcast if you don't want to hear anything about Neil Young. They talk about themselves and other artists 99.9% of the time with little insight. Maybe once in a while you'll hear them bring up Neil Young, but you've got to listen to hours of them going on and on about themselves first. Yeah, kind of ruins it for me, too. 100% false advertising, 001% Neil Young content. For this reason, I'd advise you to look elsewhere if you want a good music podcast. Try Rock's Back Pages with noted music critic and author Barney Hoskins instead. They actually talk about music, not themselves, for an hour. What an astoundingly original yet simple-to-grasp concept. I wonder why Mike, Shu, and the Condon brothers haven't been able to grasp it. Too busy talking about themselves, I guess. <laughs> they say they love Neil Young. What they love is to hear themselves talking about dot 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 themselves. themselves. Go figure. <laughs> so, on that so note... So, is that written by Barney fucking Fife? <laughs> I, I don't know. But on that Barney note, Hoskins, on noted th- music critic. On that note, Russ, how's uh, how's yeah. how's your week, buddy? Yeah, you you want traveling? Yeah. God forbid I talk about myself. No, let's Jesus. Talk about it. I went to. How South, does your I trip to relate South to Neil Dakota. Young? Tell us about your trip, and I'll sing something in the background. <laughs> so we right, uh, rented a car. Well, I dreamed we I saw drove the across the country. Went to South Dakota. The in the Badlands, camped sun. in the Badlands, it was great. You know what? Bears I think, and bison. I think just every time we say anything that's not Neil Young related, we just need to say Neil Young real quick in between. Yeah, so we went to the Badlands, Neil Young, and also, <laughs> you know, we went over there, saw Mount Rushmore, Neil Young. It's just a Who big, is it? It's, it's, it's a big um, Neil It's head. Lincoln, Washington, Neil Young, Accord- Teddy Roosevelt. David Briggs. David Briggs. Ben According Keith, to Josh ben Dolan, Keith. it is. Yeah, that's right. Ben <laughs> Keith, uh, Nils Lofgren. Oh, Nils made Mount Rushmore. That's yeah. awesome. Is he in yeah. your Neil Mount Rushmore? Are you talking about yeah. Neil Young? Yeah, your Neil Young Mount Rushmore. There's an awesome podcast about Neil Young. It's called My Back Pages <laughs> with noted music critic Barry Fife. You know what? This- who is actually the president of the <laughs> Northwest Australian. Barry Fife. Uh, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, never mind. You know what? This does make me my appre- back. It makes page. me appreciate the youngsters that much more, like who like like oh, and interact yeah, with right. us. We've gotten a lot of good. Feedback Although I have lately. to say, um, Mr. Garvin, what's his name? The guy who did the uh, review, 
Jay Garvin. What's his name? This one who just yeah yeah Jay Carruth. Carruth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jay Carruth. No, no, it's D Koresh. Oh, is it D? <laughs> is it? I thought he was dead. Um, that's probably the most accurate description of this podcast yeah, I've ever heard. I mean, not even the people at Pantheon could could get it that that right. He's not wildly off. No, not at all. No, that's pretty much. We should just <laughs> take his words and replace the description of the podcast with that. It just made me laugh. Yeah. Like I don't even mind a it bad pretty, review. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It just made me laugh. Did you see the other bad review he where just, someone was like uh it was someone else used the like long may you disappoint me or something and no, it was I, I Oh no, it. It was that about, sounds it awesome. Was, it was about you <laughs> chewing. Me chewing. Yep, and I said, I remember saying to you, "That's going to piss people off." Oh yeah, there's some people. And you that just hate straight that. up did yeah. it anyway, and and someone was like, "I was enjoying it until I heard the chewing into the microphone." Yeah. People, have, people have divorced out. over the loud chewing. That's slurping. There's a difference. Yeah, people don't mind. Well, like give a, me something a to sip chew. Of a coke. No, nobody wants to hear you chew. That's the point. Jesus, can we stop no one talking wants to about hear you ourselves? Talk about our, oh, that's right, Neil Young. Yourself. Sorry, Neil Young. Neil Young. Neil Young. No one wants to hear Neil Young chewing. <laughs> I'd listen to that. Doesn't, doesn't he have a track like that on Homegrown? I think there was a scene like that in Journey Through the Past. <laughs> I think his latest release is, has some of that in it. It's all just chewing. Yeah. Humming and chewing like in the Flamingo Kid. But, nom, it, nom, nom. but it does. what I was saying is it does make me appreciate the youngsters. And hear me out, guys. I threw this off of Russ the other day. I think we should have a Youngster of the Year competition where we have... All the youngsters who think they deserve to be the youngster of the year send in like a like a don't say a photo of themselves. No, no not a photo. Like a two to three. Send minute in a photo of yourself, youngsters. Or like maybe they write something out about why they think they should be the youngster. Five hundred words or less. Yes, agreed. And, then, and a photo, so a I, headshot. I've I got a few extra Neil records. Maybe they win. They could be a Zoom guest on an episode of their choice, and maybe we send them a. Uh, a Neil vinyl or something like that. The only thing I don't like about that idea is it, it doesn't involve myself. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> That's not true. This is our Neil Young podcast where we mostly talk out of our ass while going through the works of Mr. Young. It's Mike Shue and the Condon Boys, Trans and and Illinois. We're gonna sit and listen to each one. It's long, may you young. Neil Young, 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 and Neil Young, Neil Young. Neil, no, Neil, from the band Neil, Neil Young. Young. Um, Neil, Neil Young, Neil Young, Neil Young. Neil Young, Neil Young, Neil Young. Um, Neil Young, Neil Young. Yeah, Neil Young. Yeah, Neil Young. Neil Young, no, Neil Young. Neil Young. Neil Young. Oh, Neil Young. Neil Young. Neil Young. Neil Young. Neil Young. Neil Young. Yeah, Neil Young. Yeah. Yeah. Neil Young. 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 Neil all right. It's uh, Long May You Young, the only Neil Young podcast in existence. So, hey, Carruth, you got nowhere else to go, so suck it. Wing My name is Mike Shu. Um, is, that is don't true. bring up the Chung unless you're going all the way. That is true. I love that he can complain all he wants. Yeah. Right now, we're... Start your own fucking podcast, dickhole. <laughs> and it's uh, Luke and Russ Condon, the Condon brothers from the Bandtown meeting, who Hey-o. 
who cover Neil Young, but not enough. They play too much of their own goddamn music. We mostly play songs about ourselves. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. Yeah. yeah. But they're they're still pretty good. You should check them out. But uh, welcome. We're, uh, you know, our... Our main thing is that we cover we're covering Neil Young's catalog by release, and but the last couple episodes uh, we've had some you know family stuff. We've uh, taken vacations and things like that. The last one was the two dudes, one king takeover, That's which right. I thought was very interesting. Oh, thank you. I thought I loved you guys trying to find the correlation between the albums and the books. Of course, yeah. you failed miserably, but we listening did not to that, do a good job. listening to that failure was really compelling to me because <laughs> I was really, ho- I was rooting for you guys. I was like, God, I hope this sinks up. That would be so fucking. I feel cool. like there was more that I that I found out afterwards, but that'll have to be on part two. Right when it's I go on vacation. Right. Yeah. What would you guys do if I went on vacation? Like, what would what would your bonus episode be? Besides just talking about yourselves, we'd probably do a, we'd probably do a Neil Peart one. Oh yeah! Uh, Even though I am not a drummer, I could talk Neil Peart for yeah. for hours. Yeah, longer than the usual two hours this podcast. What goes would you on. call that one? Um, Long may you rush. Oh, that's that's, that's so good. But it would have to be yeah. about Rush. Yeah, oh. which is fine. We could do that. A Wait, fa- guys, f- stop talking about Rush. A farewell, Talk about Neil Young. A Neil. farewell to Peart. Oh yeah, that's right. Sorry, <laughs> the other Canadian. You call it rest in. We'll call it the other Canadian <laughs> podcast. You know, I almost said too soon, but I actually I think that's kind of respectful. Yeah, rest, rest in peer. Yeah, Neil would like that. He was a funny guy. Did yeah. you meet him? Never met Neil. Neil didn't do like meet and greets and stuff. He didn't like talking to the press. That's what that whole song Limelight's about. Did just feeling weird. Any of you know, them being besides the one that I don't know that was in Trailer Park Boys? I feel like Getty. Alex Lifeson. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He he loved. He's the funniest guy in the band. He was great on. The oh yeah, he's hilarious, that. man. All the videos they showed at the shows and stuff. He was like the mastermind behind that. I feel like Getty probably was very antisocial as well. No, not at all. Really? He, yeah. He was. Act- he's a very cool guy. Yeah. I always asked him a baseball question when I met met like met up with him because oh Blue Jays. Yeah, he's huge Blue Jays fan. I'm excited to be back. Yeah, finally get getting back to talking about the uh, the albums. Everybody's yeah. been fucking. Everyone on Facebook was like, oh, "I'm really, I was really looking forward to Ox and Doves." I know. Yeah, for the like so two, was two I. weeks in a row. <clears throat> yeah, I I feel like this podcast was coming apart at every nail. Oh, oh, oh my! We I can, I can only say that two more times because he's like Beetlejuice yeah. if you say it two <laughs> more times. He's gonna, show up. gonna show up with his Alaskan. <laughs> what are they called? Hook nails. <laughs> Those really rare ones. That is our um, very Kermit the Frog-like sponsor, Nails Lofgren. He's half brother, half brother of Nils. I don't remember. Who knows? I don't remember. A cousin, I something like know that. No, he knows one of the two dudes somehow. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. We had Mark Mothersbaugh on too. That oh, was yeah. Cool. yeah, I got a lot of good feedback from that. Did um, we? A lot of Devo fans commenting. Uh, good friend of mine, Tom Kerstead who I went to a college with is like the number one Devo fan I know. Like mm-hmm. he's met Mark Mothersbaugh a bunch of times and uh, he posted it on a bunch of Devo group, like group oh, pages sick. and stuff. And Cool. So thanks to Tom for doing that. We appreciate that. And thanks to Mark Mothersbaugh for uh, yeah. being, being a certified weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Dude's great. awesome, man. <laughs> he is, yeah. He's just a genius weirdo. Yeah. When you, you bringing this up, I'm looking at Russ. You can see it in his eyes. There's still a little bitterness because he doesn't like Oh, John I'm Williams. never going to let go of that. <laughs> You know what? Too for a lot of the, the road trip, I listened to John Williams. Oh, just to, out of spite. Yeah. Jesus. Every, after every fucking and out of glory. Right after the theme glorious. from Jurassic Park, he said, "Yeah, fuck you, Mark Mothersbaugh. Fuck you, man. The song rules." <laughs> that must have been amazing listening to the Superman theme driving over the Appalachians. Yeah. 
What, you think I don't know the Superman theme? No, I, I no. It's <laughs> <laughs> everybody knows ahead. the what is Superman it? theme. You want to test my John Williams? Yeah, Come on, ahead. sing What's it. Superman theme? Let's do John Williams karaoke <laughs> no, Russ, right now. No, it's because Russ has a weird way of remembering theme songs. He puts words to them. Yeah, like for Indiana Jones, it's Indiana fucking Jones. <laughs> Indiana fucking Jones. Indiana fucking Jones. That's going to be in my head forever oh, now. Yeah, yeah every time I see the movie, I'm going to be humming along. You just say the title of it and yeah, then throw the much. word fuck into it? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Ben Keats back in this album. Oh, we want to get into the album or what do you want to do? Yeah, let's get do? let's get right into it before uh that one There's dude like a lot of gets... fucking Facebook shit and yeah, stuff. Yeah, there was no yeah, There's a couple of things. There was no other reviews five star or otherwise so hey youngsters who appreciate us why don't we drown that asshole out leave us some more five star reviews yeah and you can still say we suck but just yeah, leave totally. us five stars absolutely yeah. actually please <laughs> yeah. say that yeah. yeah really write something mean but just leave five stars mr caruth was the only exception we're not going to do that for everybody yeah that was because his one star review his review gonna... was so well written and accurate yeah. about the podcast <laughs> I just, so. my favorite thing about that is how I could just see him so satisfactorily typing, like, Dear Sir, yeah. your podcast is unfulfilling to the <laughs> Uber Neil Young fan. Like when you put dot, 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 themselves. themselves. Oh, I get it. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, hawks and doves. Or, yeah. What do you or do you want to get into me? social media first? I mean, yeah, let's do a Some little message. of that. Let's, let's do a little, little of that. that. Just right. don't. Talk about yourself. Oh, there. I only picked the ones out about me. All right, well, that's the ones that I actually posted about me to your own downfall. Yeah. Can I read one real quick just because it's related yes. to the two dudes thing? Absolutely. John Locke, who is going to be one of my nominees for Youngster of the Year because he's been commenting on everything. He said, Dan Moshpit is part of my cotet, which is a Stephen King thing. Great episode and perfectly timed. Just started my fourth read through the Dark Tower series, or maybe fifth. Time is funny last week. Which doesn't matter to any of you guys, but that gave me a huge Stephen King boner. Yeah, so. I love that uh, that John Locke is a king head. Yeah, he's a king head. And, and he loves the head. DT. He loves the Dark Tower. Yeah, man. John awesome. Locke, youngster of the year in my book. That's all I'm saying. Wow. Oh, I see. There's a little bias now. <laughs> that's right. Really? Okay. <laughs> Lobbying for John Locke. That's right. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> On uh, the Neil Young subreddit, um, this is from Bodymaster. Now, I'm not reading this because he thinks we're awesome. It's the last line that's the best. Mike, I only started listening to this podcast like a week or two ago, and I'm hooked. You all do a great job. I found myself doing the jacket voice to my cat last night. (laughs) (laughs) What did that entail? Just, I'm your kitty. (laughs) (laughs) Your kitty, kitty. Your kitty, kitty. Oh, yeah. I'm here. And then uh, also on Reddit from, uh, it's like FHA. FL, F-K-A-F-L. Um, another great episode. They're talking about the Mark Mothersbaugh. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They're talking about Live Rust. Uh, cannot wait for Hawks and Doves. Captain Kennedy is top five for me. Little Wing is absolutely beautiful. The Old Homestead is great. F you to CSN. And the electric side of the record is just Neil having fun for me. It all freaking works. And then what's up with this guy? He's constantly putting this at the end of his posts. Dan Moshpit butt fucked my hair. All in capital letters. <laughs> That's, that sounds like John Locke. Right. Is that, that F-K-A-F-L? It's is that be- some kind of Stephen King thing? No. Wait, what is it? F-K... F-K-A-F-L. That sounds like a radio station that you worked at in the 90s. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? This is Mike Shue. Hey, F-K-A-F-L. <laughs> is Chumbawamba. 
<laughs> hey, we might get knocked ba- down, but we we get back up. We again. get back up. Right here, we, right here. That's right. We won't back down. We get up in the morning. Uh, we drink a whiskey drink. Yeah, that's right. No, he says that because well, a Dan Mosh bit, and then it's because I screwed up the line for what was it? I am a child. <laughs> but fucked my hair. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, you guys yeah, you um. Yeah, you've got that weird thing, uh-huh. the semen problem, we like to call it. Well, I didn't mention semen in that, but... Also, I kept John Locke commented on, um, you posted the video of us covering Neil. I'm telling you, young Town of the Year. Covering uh, Neil doing Alabama and oh, hey, yeah. hey, My My, and John Locke said, damn, that is freaking good. You guys fucking rock. But Matt Pauly also said fucking town meeting, man. Yeah. He's a, he's an, he's Matt another. Paul, he's a contender. He's a contender. Too, yeah. There's some contenders out there. I don't know. Oh boy. Dan Moshpit. Dan Moshpit. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, but but it's 80% Dan Moshpit is could take both eight, those guys on. You know, guys, and put them in a double is, sleeper hole. Is the name. You know, eighty percent is the name. We gotta wait. We gotta hear the speeches. All right. We'll, yeah, we'll organize no, this later that's on. True. Later on. Okay. That would be great All if right. they sent in speeches. I think they should. Yeah. Call in and leave the, you know? Yeah. That'd be good. Um, I mean, then you got the gracious youngster, Matt Lockerazzi. Right. He comments yeah. on a lot of stuff. He's got his own nickname, though. Does that count? He's already kind of won. Like, it gives him, a little, gives him a little edge, but it might take away. He's already know. a winner. <laughs> He's a gracious winner. Um, Bill Strazuski on uh, Twitter uh, talking about the Mark Mothersbaugh episode. He starts with, I am just a spud boy looking for my real tomato. Now I really understand the yearning of a regular potato for the beautiful people. Love the interview and the pod. Sweet. Yeah, nice. Little Marilyn Manson tie in there at the end about the beautiful people, maybe? I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's still scary. Yeah. (laughs) You got anything else? Um, Bruce DeLeonard, or I think that's how you say his last name, sent us a Facebook message. That I liked. Um, he said, I was. I just thought it was interesting. He just wrote, I was there. June 23rd or 24th, 1976. I was 16 years old at Pine Knob Outdoor Amphitheater in Clarkston, Michigan. Got to see Neil Young play with Steve Stills on that ill-fated tour just oh, before. Oh, no shit. Neil Young left the tour and told Steve to eat a peach. Shit. I remember the band Poco opened for them. Oof. And now remember... There's a lot of fringe on that tour. <laughs> <laughs> I was 16 from Detroit and... A musician, so some of the concert is a blur. But I remember they played an electric set together. Then the lights went out. When they came back on, Neil was sitting on top of an amplifier alone with his acoustic guitar and harmonica. Started playing Cinnamon Girl and Old Man and did a whole set by himself. It was magic. It was FNM. Wow. That's awesome. (laughs) I would have liked to have seen an electric guitar duel between Stephen Stills and Neil Young. I bet, I mean, that's... Stills can play. I mean, yeah, as much Stills as, is as an, an amazing guitar player. Yeah, he's a douche, but you yeah. know, the guy's a great musician. I still can't believe. I th- I think I sent that to you when I was at that part in Shaky, where he talked. Oh yeah, where they talked about how Neil used to he was epileptic. Yeah, for in his younger years, he had a lot of seizures. Like, guys, he, hold on. Can I just quickly talk about myself? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, point. Russ. Yeah, there's a little too lot of talking about Neil. There's a lot of Neil talking about right now. I know. Sorry, Russ. How was your trip? Let's take a Russ break. Take a rust break. <laughs> we'll go around. We'll go around. <laughs> I, I think that's good. If we talk about Neil too long, someone just calls us out and we yeah. do a quick roundabout right, about <clears> ourselves. Check our feelings. Right. We'll yeah. See how see we're how doing. Everyone's yeah. doing. Okay. What we had for lunch. Oh, you know, I like had that. some barbecue today. Oh, how was it? Yeah, it was good. Leftover oh. barbecue. Mm. Yeah. I had a tuna sub. Yes. 
gross. Why is that gross? Mayonnaise. I had a uh, tomato, cucumber, and bacon sandwich. No mayo, just lots of butter, salt, and pepper. Huh. What? Yeah, it was delicious. Sounds pretty good. Tomato, cucumber, bacon. That actually sounds really good. Yeah, it is really good. Hmm. It's a BLC. It is. Better than a BLT, in my opinion. Hmm. All right, so BLC, also an excellent Canadian all-boy band. Is it really? I don't know. I, I'm just. It sounds like one. Bacon Love Canada. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know it. Oh, please don't. Please don't let there be a Bacon Love Canada thing that happens now. Oh, Jesus. I heard you mention BLC on your podcast. And you didn't even talk about them. All you talked about is yourselves. Yeah. All they talk about is BLC. All they talk about is bare naked Canadians. It's been eat moose ass, eh? Um, Bare Lakin Canadians. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> I didn't even mean to say that. All right, do we, do we have any more social media stuff? There's like a ton, but we can't really get to it all. Because it's all about we, Neil Young, no, isn't well, it? Yeah, we need to talk about ourselves. Well, that, well uh, oh, so I should finish saying the thing about... So Neil would literally have seizures oh, on yeah, stage yeah. sometimes and then off stage. And everyone was very sympathetic, you know, because the guy's having fucking right. seizures yeah. and stills accused him of doing it for attention. <laughs> oh God. Cock. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Right. That's so Steven stills. I'm not getting enough attention. Yeah. So yeah. Oh yeah. Just like when he pulled the guitar out of rusty Kershaw's hands. There's so much in, in shaky too about stills like that. It, People just didn't like the dude and everyone admitted he was a great singer, great songwriter. Yeah. He, yeah. All <laughs> that's true. But you know, he was a dick. Yeah. Right. He was just, he was awful. Yeah, you know, and that the whole reason why Neil left that whole thing about I don't you're probably not up to the, the part where he's talking on the CB from his bus to Neil's bus. Not yet, no. You know, where's Young? I want to talk to Young. He's like wasted out of his mind, and <laughs> Neil's like, all right, turn the bus around. We're going home. Fucking stills. Fucking stills, man. Yeah, that's like the opposite of the fucking Neil man. You know, that's probably it's what a, it is. It's all in the tone. It's fuck yeah. you, stills. Because with Neil, it's like. Fucking Neil, man. But with stills, it's like fucking, fucking stills, stills, man. man. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's always going to be like... It's always that guy <laughs> that throws up at the party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to get into Hawks and Doves? Yeah. I think this should be a short podcast because... It's such a short-ass album. It's not even 30 minutes. I think the wildest thing about Hawks and Doves is the fact that it came right after Russ Never Sleeps. Yeah. Like, and because he, he was fucking flying Yeah, but that's up. a fucking Neil Man type of thing right it there. It is. You know, it's definitely very go Neil. from that yeah. to this, you know? Yeah. So the title, Hawks and Doves, uh-huh. is it, I've heard it means hippies and rednecks. Well... Or some, or some variation of that. At that time um, in politics... That was a pretty commonly used term for, and I think it still is kind of, um, for people who were hawks who were pro-defense, strong defense, and then people who were doves who were pro-diplomacy. And at that time, uh, the whole Iran hostage crisis thing was going on. And um, Was it right around this time or right before this album? It was happening during the making of this album. Because this, this album released the day before Reagan got elected. Did you know that it was literally? Right. It the, was right before election day. Yeah, yeah. Which and Neil was a big Reagan guy, like weirdly enough. Well, he became one because 
there's a bunch of reasons. We talked a little bit about it on the Make It Stop podcast, Great which you podcast. forgot to mention. We, yep. we did. Oh, yeah. How was that? That was a lot of fun. It was a ton of fun. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but thanks to so them. So you had ha- to listen to Landing on Water. We're going to have to do times. it twice because of yeah. that. Yeah. 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 I, don't have, I didn't have to. <laughs> you should have in but solidarity. Luke, Luke's starting to like it, which I'm starting to worry I'm about. Little, I'm a little bit starting yeah, to like it. To I like did it. listen to it um, not long before we started this, or like right when we started this podcast. And, well, not the whole thing, but. It's I, jarring I to listen of, to it with this record. I'll say that. But there's... Oh, I bet. I started... Uh, co- uh, whatever. We'll get, we'll get to it when yeah. we get to Landing on Water. But, um, yeah, we don't know if it was him, actually. He said he was really angry over the Iran hostage crisis that was going on. He thought Jimmy Carter was weak on it, you know, and Reagan, through his whole campaign, was implying that he'd be a lot tougher on Iran, that he would actually attack the country and stuff. And that's why they released the hostages the day he was inaugurated. It was a pretty fucking shitty thing that happened to Carter. Yeah. Like, as Reagan was, you know, taking the oath of office, they were getting off the plane, you know? And so he was pretty pissed off about that, he said, even though he was still, like, pretty much a Canadian at the yeah. time. But, um, or it was he just taking on a persona? Because, you know, after this album, yeah, he started getting more and more pro- kind of Republican conservative stance. It's so weird to me, knowing was, Neil now and like yeah. doing all the stories about him from after the gold rush and harvest. Like it's so bizarre to me that he was getting very into, but also I wasn't alive in the early eighties. So I don't really know. I don't know. I, I want to kind of give him the benefit of the doubt. And, but you think it might've been a persona he was doing? Well, he is, he in shaky. He talks about that. He says like, I like to take on a persona so I can say certain things. And, I can hide behind that character, but and then he said he ends it up by I'm paraphrasing it like that. But then again, it's 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 all just me in the end. Yeah. And there's a line in the song "Hawks and Doves" where he said that's the very first line. Ain't getting old, ain't getting younger though. Yeah. I'm just getting the lay of the land. Some of a lot of this, the later parts of this album, I feel like it is that it, it is sort of a character esque thing where it's almost like yeah didn't colbert do like originally his thing was he was like a fake oh the colbert report yeah yeah he, it was brilliant yeah like yeah. he was a fake conservative he was, yeah he was like a total conservative pundit fox yeah. news guy yeah you know and, so, and but it was like uh yeah, it was a joke yeah it was a joke yeah yeah and, and that's fantastic. kind of the feeling i got from like i kind of get that too because of the the music itself yeah. the music itself is like what well, someone who doesn't le- know what country is, yeah, you know, like oh, that's country music. Like you know, like when you produce, like when you produce a commercial, uh, you can't use music that's licensed. So mm-hmm. you get uh, usually a radio station has like a, a library that they subscribe to of generic mo- like music that sets a tone or a yeah. mood. And there's like football, and then there's like rom com and mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, and there's country music. Yeah. And it gives you a bunch of different styles of yeah. what country music will sound like to to create a a, a mood yeah. or or whatever. And that's what this sounds like to me. Well, it's it's like generic well, it's the lifeless. Last, like three songs essentially, and they're all in the same tempo. Right. So it's, it's almost it's like, like they're a medley. They're, yeah, almost like a medley. Yeah. Yeah. You think it's just the last three songs? I think it's, it's I think it's the whole second four. side. Yeah, the whole second side to me the is the hawk side of Hawks and Doves. Right. Yeah. Even though it's and that's the, the big dubs. question to me. Did he mean it? A lot of people, then it's people have been debating this over the years. Like, did he actually mean what he said? Or is this a well, character what do you mean? he's talking where, where about? Where do you think it shifts then? At, 
staying power. That's the yeah. That's, yeah, right after yeah. Captain Kennedy. I mean, it's, it's the music, shift in the album musically. Yes, yeah, musically, but, but not you're saying not the, the country tempo thing. That's that to me is dude. Staying power starts, has a super country tempo. It's I not think, the same as proud to be a union coming apart and hawks and doves it's pretty damn if you listen to the last three though they're all like they all flow into each other right they do but it's all but like to me it's all that hokey fucking fiddle and you know it's just it's made to like sound like forced country music to me yeah but it's not again another part of why it it could be that neil is doing some sort of caricature here is neil knows what country music is Neil's yeah, done absolutely. country music well. Yeah. He will continue to do country music well. He loves good country music. Mm-hmm. So it, it must it, part of it has to be some kind of a yeah, ironic thing. Yeah. Especially I, like we said coming at, uh, uh after, you know, Rust Never Sleeps and Live Rust, you know. Cuz it's a fucking jarring kind of a jump into But this. that's that's been his at to, to this point that's been his whole career right. one extreme to the yeah, other. Yeah, totally. You know, yeah. I think about how he starts this album with Little Wing. It's like a whispering, you know, granted it wasn't recorded at the time this album came out. Yeah. That, that was from Homegrown, but um it's like this whispering, very mm-hmm. gentle, very gentle song yeah. coming off of what was the last song on uh Russ Never, Russ Never Sleeps. Was it was it it wasn't my my hey hey no. no. It yeah, was, right? I thought it was Tonight's the Night. Oh no, on Live Rust. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. So that was yeah, Live Rust. But yeah. still, you're talking about like a really heavy ass fucking oh, yeah. loud performance. For sure. And then the continuation is him just, you know, Little yeah, just whispering yeah. about Carrie Snodgrass, you yeah. know, and how great she was when she came around and you know, and if it's it's so that to me that's par for the course. If you're into Neil Young, you're going to expect that. Yeah. But um what were we talking about? The country part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the country part to me, it... it I think I, you were talking about yourself. Yeah, you were talking about yourself. Oh. Well, you you. I weren't. had this amazing donut today. <laughs> do you from call Blazy it a, Donuts. And, do you uh, call it a donut? A donut, yeah. A donut. donut. Sure. So not call it that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, passion fruit donut from uh, Glazy Susan. You love the passion fruit. I do love the passion fruit. Passion fruit I've, beers. You are you pa- I can't wait till we get to the Are You Passion Fruit album. <laughs> He's a passion drink fruit. We're gonna have. <laughs> <laughs> Are you passion fruit? <laughs> Are you passion let's get fruit? let's get into the album. Let's, you want to go song yeah, by song already? No, well, no. Actually, can I preface it by talking about Ben Young because he yeah, really factors into yeah. this album a lot, even though at the time Neil didn't want anyone to know about it. Right. And not, I didn't. I don't mean know about his son and and his Ben was born like. When was he born? It was like 78. 78. Yep. So a couple of years before this came out. And again, another son born with cerebral palsy. Two sons with cerebral palsy, right. which is and so, crazy. But this one, uh, Ben had a much more extreme form. Yeah. He was quadriplegic. He couldn't talk. Like he was non-oral. There's no way he could talk. Um, and so that, you know, take that in consideration, how, what was going through Neil's head at that time, mm-hmm. that this happened again with a different woman. So mm-hmm. it's definitely something inside me right. that's causing this. And then he wanted to pursue some kind of treatment because, you know, you have an infant that can't, that's quadriplegic. So he went to this place in Philadelphia called the Institute for the Achievement of Human Potential. I've read this, yeah. 
doesn't that sound Scientology? Oh my god! It sounds like yeah. Nexium. Does it? Does yeah. it creepy sounding? Yeah. yeah. But at the time, him and Peggy thought it was the best place that they looked into to, to get. Sure. Do you guys watch The Boys on? Amazon? Yes. It's what sounds like. Oh the yeah, Church well, of the Collective. Yes, yeah, Church. Yeah, with the fresca. Yeah. How about a fresca? Yeah, yeah. Like a fresca. I'm not, oh, I love that. Not so there yet. Much. I'm only uh, in the beginning of season two. Oh, oh well, sorry. Come on, man. Come on, get, guys. It's awesome. Quit talking about your goddamn selves. Yeah, really, Russ. Enough Russ time. Russ never sleeps, man. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> anyway, um, so Ben Young, so they go, to, they they get involved in this program, which, according to everyone involved, and that wasn't a lot of people because he kept this a secret from the record company, from a lot of people that worked with him, mm-hmm. from everybody in the music business. Only like people in his inner circle knew, like uh, people that worked on the ranch, that worked in the studio on the ranch, mm-hmm. uh, and they would actually help out with some of this therapy and it was 13 to 14 hours a day of physical therapy with a baby. And it was just draining mentally, you know, physically they were exhausted. And I remember, um, what did I read in shaky Elliot Roberts, his manager said that, you know, there wasn't a day I didn't leave there where I wasn't crying. Yeah. You know what, what, what I saw was truly horrific. Mm. Can I read you a a quote from Shaky about that time? Yeah, yeah. Um, This is Neil talking to Jimmy. He says, these people have told us that if he, Ben, didn't make it, it was going to be our fault. That if we didn't do the program, that that we didn't do the program right. They have you so scared that if they call and you're not at the house, you're off the program. Forget it. You've ruined it for your kid. And here we are. We think this is the only thing we can do. They've drilled that into us. And if you don't do it exactly the way they say... Bango, you're out. Yeah, so it's uh, that's very cult like. Jeez, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you do anything for your kid. Oh yeah. And I Neil put everything. He I don't put blame Neil at all. No, no. He put his music career on hold. He put yeah. like what was arguably the most important thing in his life up to that point mm-hmm. aside. Yeah. So he didn't tour. He didn't for tour f- four years. Yeah. And you know? that's started right at the end of '79. Right. He just that's right. When he right after doing all this. the the rust never sleeps and the live rust stuff was just mm-hmm. going over. Yeah, you know, all of a sudden Ben's got cerebral palsy and he's and it's really bad, and they have to do something about it. And I believe Peggy also had a health scare at this time. Oh, okay. I, I think she may have had uh, some kind of cancer scare or something like that. Mm. So that's just reinforced him saying, "I'm putting everything on yeah. hold. I'm, I'm not going on the road. I'm not doing any press. You know, I'm just going to concentrate yeah. on Ben and Peggy and my family and yeah. not do anything else and don't tell anybody because his big thing was." One, probably his family's privacy, but mostly he didn't want this to be a story. Mm-hmm. He didn't want this to be, oh, poor Neil Young. Right. He's yeah. going through this. And so it was hard for Elliot Roberts as a manager to explain to the record company why, why Neil touring, isn't yeah. recording, <laughs> right. isn't touring, isn't doing any kind of press or anything like that. They thought he was quitting the business. Right. Mm-hmm. And know. is this one of the albums included in, like, is this a Geffen album? No. Okay. This is one of the last warner reprise album and it's the is it reactor that starts the geffen one no i think reactor was the last warner and trans trans was, was the, the beginning first. of the geffen and that's years. when he got sued for those ones right yeah yeah for, for not being neil young not enough neil like young we're young. gonna get sued for false advertising like right. <laughs> like caruth said for not talking mm-hmm. enough neil young on a neil young podcast right. so guys i hope you have lawyers because i'm not sharing mine do you think ben was named after ben keith I would like is to. Is this think, all you've been thinking about yeah. this whole? No, album you know what though? I would like to think. I'm like, that. hey, it's a tragic yeah. story, but maybe he was named after. But I'd ben like, Keith. I'd like to think that. <laughs> I'd like to think that Ben was such an important part yeah. to him and his music that yeah. he would, you know, I'm surprised he didn't name him David though, you know, yeah. <clears throat> little David, little David Briggs Shoe. Yeah. That's why I named him that. But um, 
He's over there in the woods still sleeping. Idols and stuff though. I'm stoked Levon's back on this album. Yeah. Right, yeah. Just yeah. for one song, but Well, that's it's you a know. perfect song for him to fucking drum on. Right. But you keep know. all that in mind. Now, this is exactly what Neil didn't want anyone to do was to uh feel bad for him. Right. Right. And I but I think it has this you can't deny it. It this whole thing affects this album. Yeah. And there's a couple of songs on the album, the newer songs, not the old stuff he put on there that I think are definitely about him and Ben and Peggy and keeping the family together and going through what they're going mm. through, which I think is nice. But um, I don't think he said in shaky, there was a quote where he said he had to put his soul. He had to, by putting the music part of his life on hold, he encased his soul mm. and he didn't know he could do that. Yeah. And then he said, he also didn't know that he could play music without his soul. And he didn't Jeez. want to keep doing that. Right. And so I think I think that's referring to this album and maybe reacting. He said, to I it. closed myself down so much that I wasn't making it, doing great with surviving, but my soul was completely encased. I didn't even consider that I would yeah. need a soul to play my music, that when I shut the door on quote unquote pain, I shut the door on my music. That's what I did, and that's how people get old. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So it's a rough it's a rough Fucking right. part of his life. But you, he doesn't want you to know that at right. this time. He doesn't want you to say, oh, this album's like this because, well, he was going through a hard time. I yeah. would never, ever think that. It's like, it's like, even like Union Man, which comes off as such a silly, almost mocking tune, like that whole part, like, live music is better and we should make bumper stickers. Live music is better, bumper stickers should be issued. I love that part. That's Ben Keith yelling that. Is that Ben? Well, Ben Keith was pretty much in charge of these sessions. But that's what I mean. It it just comes off as playful and I don't know, Well, not the first half. Not the first half at yeah. all, but he didn't. That stuff was all previously recorded. Was all of was the whole first. The whole first side was done, done before seventy-seven. Was it really? Because if you it, listen, yeah. I mean, yeah. I can see what you're saying when I if I listen to the old Homestead, because yeah. that shit's like the naked rider, you know, like I, rides through his head yeah. and shit. I'm like, that's fucking depressing. It's the acoustic that's version like, of Danger Bird Part Two. Yeah, yeah. There, uh, speaking of that, the yeah. bird imagery on this album, not just the title, the bird imagery on Tons this album. Of it. Is I heavy. wrote about Dude, that. Neil, it's very heavy. I wrote about that. Yeah. Neil Neil's has obsessed a thing for with birds. birds, which yeah. also human highway, all the bird references, yeah. the song "Birds" from fuck was which, it after, after the, the gold hey, rush. I don't mean to yeah. dip back into two dudes here, but that's also very king. I'm reading the dark half right now. Birds, man. The sparrows are flying again. Dude, there's bird shit. All not bird shit. <laughs> <laughs> was that intentional? Neil loves bird shit. <laughs> Was that wing tensional? Oh, little wing. It's made by birds. <laughs> yeah, I just actually really just love the Blue Jays. What is it in, in uh, Human Eye with the Bird Gas? It's made Look, from a real, bird. Yeah, it's real, made from. It's made. No, it's made uh, by birds. Made, so by, birds. made by birds. Made yeah. by birds. Yeah, and he talks about the prehistoric bird and yeah. the old homestead and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the bird imagery is very heavy. For, maybe on this Neil's album. a bird. Maybe he's half bird. I think he's half bird. Can we? Can I mention something before we get into the, maybe the songs? Is it about yourself? Maybe that's why he supports. Oh shit! Is it that time? It's that time. All right, Mike. How are you feeling right now? Uh, I'm a little tired. Okay, yeah, but how does that yeah. make you feel? Yeah. Feeling tired? Yeah, it how makes does that me, make you feel? It makes me feel tired. Yeah, but inside. Right. But I mean, you know, explore you that. Feel? What is it? What is it? What does it feel like to feel tired? Um, kind of heavy, <laughs> like a donut almost. Uh, it may have been the donut, you know, maybe been too much sugar. 
I think there's too much sugar in my diet. Too much passion in your passion. Too much passion in your fruit. If there was too much passion in my passion fruit, I wouldn't feel so tired. That's true. Thank you guys for doing Thanks that. Thanks for, yeah, yeah, yeah I appreciate it. Yeah, anytime you, get, you want to hear something yeah, about absolutely. me, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here for you about me. Yeah, of course. And anyway, for, what were you saying? Caruth. Yeah, sorry, we interrupted you completely. And just one more thing about Ben. Just one more thing about Ben, and it, again, this is from Shaky, and it kind of creeps me out a little bit. So Elliot Roberts, Neil's manager, says, Neil talks to, I don't know if you saw this, Luke, Neil talks to Ben more than anyone. Ben knows everything about Neil. Every dark secret Neil has. Oh, no, I didn't read that yet. So just just wrap your head around this. So he's completely like talking to his son honestly, mm-hmm. which is a great thing. Sure. His son is non-oral. Right. Oh, God. I thought you were talking about Ben Keith. No, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, his son, Ben. Oh, So geez. Ben okay. can't yeah, yeah, yeah. communicate. Yeah. So he's... He's allegedly telling Ben everything that he's not telling other people. His wives, Ben Keith. David Who would Briggs. know that though? How would anyone know that? I, I don't know. Elliot Roberts is one of the closest people to him. Yeah. Yeah, but is did Elliot Roberts eavesdrop? On I don't know. Him he may have. Well, he may have because Elliot Roberts yeah. was there. Yeah. You know, for a lot of things in, in Neil's life, not just. But his I just music imagine being Neil in that situation, and and like you already said, where, oh, it must be me. I, I have a kid with another woman, and this kid mm-hmm. has even more severe, ment- uh, sorry, health mm-hmm. issues, and he, he must be just going mentally just through a lot of right. shit there, and. He also must feel just an exuberant amount of love for his new child. Absolutely. And then yeah. that's all mixed in with his mental things that he's going through. And yeah, I can imagine him just wanting to have someone to just talk to. Right. And yeah, I understand what you're saying. Where so, but talk to like in a confessional way where yeah, he sure. knows none of it will get out anywhere. Sure. So sure. maybe creepy was not the right word, but it just seems... Now this, what's odd to me is like, so he's he's telling Ben everything, knowing full well Ben, ben can't can't say, can't say anything to anybody else about yeah. it, or even maybe not even understand what's yeah. going on. But at the same time, since Ben's birth, he has been working on a way for Ben, ben to, to communicate. communicate. Yeah, right. So it's, trans. yeah, like that's what led up to trans, right. and and yeah. part that kind of started with reactor, and um. So that to me, it's kind of like okay, he's telling this this person everything who can't talk, yet he's trying desperately to find a way for this person to communicate. Yeah, which makes it less. And I know you said maybe creepy is not the right right word, but I guess it makes it less odd to me because it's not like he's saying, you know, my son will never talk, so I'm just going to tell him whatever I want to tell him, and like you said, in that confessional sort of way. Mm-hmm. But he he's aware that he's hopeful that his son will talk. So it's not, it's not like he's only doing it because he knows his son can't and won't ever talk. He wants his son to talk. So he's fully aware that, yeah, maybe hopefully my son will someday, someday talk and he might spill the beans on all this crazy shit I've been telling him. If we're, that's assuming that Elliot Roberts is correct in what he said, or I don't think he would lie about something like that. No, but you know, he could also, have been yeah. exaggerating a, a thing of father kind and of, son. You know, do you think that's some kind of self uh, self flagellation kind of thing? Like, so he finds a, a way, a technology for a way for Ben to talk, and Ben says everything that Neil has only told Ben and nobody else, mm. and and like it it 
humiliates or embarrasses Neil or gets Neil into trouble. But Neil wants that. Like, Neil feels bad for the things he's done, so he's told Ben, and knowing someday it might come out, it may not. I don't know. That's a lot. Is that a lot? That's too okay. deep. I that's just want you to know I, I am a time-traveling vampire. <laughs> I, uh, I ripped the tag off the mattress five years ago. Mm. I, I didn't tell Peggy that. Mike Shue fucked the shit out of birds, and that's why I love them. <laughs> that's why I love birds. Dan Moshpit fucked my hair. <laughs> but butt fucked my hair. <laughs> no, I, I just thought that was strange. Or at I, the same, but at the same time, maybe it's this thing mm. where he's just being completely honest with his son in hope that just the openness and the honesty will like it, unlock something in a magic. maybe not so much unlocks, but yeah. touches him in some way. Which that I'm he sure I think he's trying to you know, just show Ben as much vulnerability as humanly possible, right? Right. So that Ben knows how loved he is. Yeah, he's just yeah. he's just right. I think he's just tapping into like true vulnerability in a way where you know he's ho- he, I, yeah, again, I, maybe unlocked isn't the right word, but it but, sort but, of reminds but connecting me somehow. connecting like yeah, a deep that's connection. That's the important part and is and connecting. This yeah. is not a, the same thing, but our great-grandmother, she died when she was 107. And when we wow. last went and visited yeah. her, um she had like crazy full blown Alzheimer's dementia. Was nonverbal. Just at the point she couldn't. When we went and visited her, it was like what was it like four generations or something? Because it was five five generations. Because you had your kids. Yeah. So it was like you know we went and visited her, and then my dad, and then us, and then Luke's kids. You know, and Um, so it was her, my dad's dad, my dad, right. Me, my kids. Right. Yeah. But she couldn't. She couldn't. She speak was. Yeah. Anything. And so, like, She's... Luke's kids were there, and we were trying to interact with her, but she was just basically kind of, you know, not there essentially. Yeah. yeah. And my dad was talking about how you know she used to play piano. Oh, that's and right. She, you know, she used to play p- really great piano, and um, she like she loved, loved like twenties jazz piano music. And I was like, well, I'll just like pull some up on my phone. So I like put in like 20s jazz piano music, you know, and I played, I started playing it and then all of a sudden her hands start like moving yeah, and shaking and then cool. like from that point on when the music was playing, it like clicked something and she was interacting. It connected. It, connect- she, it yeah. like connected with her yeah. and she was interacting and so when you were talking about Neil like interacting with Ben in that way, that's, I know it's not at all the same. No, no, it actually, it, it, it kind of is, Russ. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like you're you're doing whatever you can. Right. To, it doesn't matter what it is, whether you're telling your deepest, darkest secrets or yeah. you're playing piano music to someone who knew how to play the piano. Right. You, you just want that connection. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you dance, you, you'd friggin', you know, do a belly, wear a belly dance costume and do a belly dance in front of your grandmother if she would just say, hey, it's you, Russ. We did try that. This is did you, really? Were you there? Uh, no, I heard that's a common therapy in Turkey, <laughs> yeah. but not not here in North America. But yeah. by that you mean that you do that at home and you do it with turkey. You put turkey on your belly. You dance for your wife. You, you're just covered in turkey. I didn't know we were already talking about me again. Luke hasn't talked Shit. about himself. Oh, sorry. In hours. Let's go to Luke. All right, Luke, talk yes. about yourself. Let's hear. Let's hear a little. What's going on? What's going on with you, Luke? What's up with Luke? Um, can I be honest with you guys? Of course. You brought up turkey and it made me hungry. How does that make you feel? Hungry. For turkey? Weirdly enough, no, for meatballs. Turkey meatballs? Yes. Turkey meatballs or meatballs? Turkey meatballs. This segment has been brought to you by Turkey Meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I think I think you're both onto something. I think it's more though I mean it's his kid. 
and Neil obviously didn't go through it to that extent, but he had you know polio and all of his yeah own he shit had his own severe health problems. So he yeah. probably knows that that feeling of feeling isolated, feeling just mm-hmm. terribly alone and scared, and sees his son going through this and probably just wants to connect with him in, in any way possible. And also, it's your kid. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I would do the same thing if my, one of my kids had. Yeah, I do what whatever yeah. it takes to yeah. you know if if my kid had if the like same. If like little issues, David Briggs shoe had something going on, you'd do whatever. I would it took. do whatever it takes. Yeah. Right, but luckily he doesn't. He's a perfectly healthy baby and boy. And he's locked who, away in the fireplace. He right likes now. it he's in there. He's comfortable in there. <laughs> All right, I don't want to talk about it anymore. This this is not a podcast about my baby. That's right. Let's get into the album. <laughs> How do you go from that into Little Wing? <laughs> I love how this album starts. I'll say it. No, I love this song. I love this song. It's beautiful. All of friends call her rings around them all She comes to town when the children sing and leaves them feathers if they fall It surprises me that I think he's singing about Carrie Snodgrass because this was recorded during the around the time their marriage was falling apart um, yeah, probably. It was around the same time as Zuma, around that time. Um, but it really surprises me that she would actually go to a mall, knowing how anti-capitalist she was. Was she anti-capitalist? <laughs> Carrie? Yeah. I mean, she flies rings around the mall. You know? <laughs> it's not. I just don't understand why he would even bring that up. I mean, the mall was the downfall of, like... <laughs> Main Street America, something Neil Young really supported. I, I hate how beautiful of a intro that was, and how shitty of a first take that was. <laughs> no, that that harp coming in, that yeah. is some like. I wanted to hear some of that, like the gorgeous. guitar. Where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that yeah. shit. When it it's gets, such a gentle song. Yeah, it's a gorgeous tune. Yeah, in my opinion, I it, I uh, I was torn. But I, I I think I've landed on I do wish it was longer. It's fucking uh, short. I, I like it it's short. It's just two verses. I like how concise this album is. Yeah. Because he says a lot with each song, I feel like. And I just think this side, song's so it's beautiful. Be- it's beautiful. He's making sweet love to that harmonica. Yeah. And the guitar. I said it. Yeah. I got a little egged out when you said it, too. I know you so. did. But it's true. I can't He's, deny I could, that. I think I just got a, a whiff of that passion fruit. You like that coming out of you? That's right. <laughs> like you threw up out of every bit. pore. Yeah. I think. I. I also think it's. I'm coming glad coming out of every pore. I yeah, know that's the, right. Coming apart. I know the donut. album is called Hawks and Doves, and Hawks is supposed to be side B. But I love that he starts with these more easier, gentler songs. And I mean, not that they're these kind of like quiet, forgettable. They're not forgettable. I don't think side A. I don't think there's a forgettable track on side A. But it's, I don't know, it's just, uh, I like the dynamic of the two. And it's not this harsh dynamic of his shows. Like, Neil loves that dynamic and a whole acoustic set and then a crazy electric set. And this is kind of like that, but it's not exactly. It's like the opposite of Stars and Bars. 
Except yes. without all the alcohol and the cocaine, which this album needs desperately. You think? Absolutely. This album needs some life in it. Yeah. You know, and I and I I love this song, and there's some songs on on side one that I love. Side two just sounds so, just lifeless to me. There's no spark. There's a spark here and there on it, but do, few do, and far between on think, side two. Do you think that's true, or do you think you know what he went through during the recording of that stuff? No, I I really listen. Believe me, I really listened. I really wanted to like this whole album. Okay. And I tried really hard. Yeah. And you know, it just didn't. It doesn't have a spark to it. Little Wing has a spark to it. Yeah. Um, coming apart at every nail. <laughs> S- seriously, has a little bit of a spark in it, as does Hawks and Doves. Not not that much. I don't think either of those songs have nearly the spark that the rest of the album does. Oh, really? See, I, I don't know. They I both can... seem very contrived. And but see, yeah, that's the know. problem too. Is that side two for me is really contrived. Yeah. That's I just like side one better because and I like side one better too. It, but it wasn't it wasn't recorded way better at yeah. this time. Yeah, you know, which is weird. Yeah, you know, and it shows what a great album Homegrown. I think know. if anything, I think I'm way off with both of you. I think the proud to be a union has more of that energy than anything else. Like it's, I know we got, joked about it, but I kind of like the like interaction between him and Ben Keith with the like. You know, bumper yeah. sticker thing and like the whole like, you know, and if you signify by saying, yeah, you know, saying, and, yeah, 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 it, yeah it's got energy long, and it's got spark, yeah. but it's kind of like a, uh, I don't want to call it a joke tune. It feels like a joke tune. We're it's, not there. He's like just directly making fun of something. That's what it feels like. Yeah, no, it is. That's what it is. He's, he's making fun of the musicians union. Yeah, which but to I me feel is, like that's what, you know, that's what. Fucking coming apart every nail is just that too. It's jokey. Yeah, but Russ, how does that song make you feel? It makes me feel scared, man. Scared of what? Scared of nails. <laughs> I know he is a scary man. Is, don't. How many times have we said it? Be someone, careful. Someone who is obsessed with nails like that. I tried to go to the car and nail. He needs don't help. bring it up anymore. He's just gonna poof. He's show a sponsor, up. Russ. You have to deal with him. Yeah, you have to show some respect. Yeah. <laughs> I don't okay, like buddy. whatever weird character this okay. is. Whiny Russ or whatever the fuck. I hate that. Don't do it again. I know you're going to keep doing it now. Oh, I like God. The, I hate it. I like the, the second verse in Little Wing where he's talking about it's basically he's trying to get her to stay, trying not to get her to fly away because winter's coming and winter mm-hmm. is the best time of them all. That's kind of like you're trying to convince a bird not to fly south for the winter. Which you can't. Well, and birds are trapped where they are, so it's like I like this because you're stuck here with me. No, I don't know. No, a I was just saying you can't convince a bird not to do what. Why do you think what birds comes... are trapped where they are? They have wings. No, I'm saying the metaphor that he uses, like winter is the best time of, the, of them all, because birds can't. Like birds have already flown to where they're gonna be, no. and they're not gonna go. They're not gonna go away. So if you're where bir- the bird migrated to, it's not leaving you in the winter. It's gonna leave you when the weather's warmer. You know what I'm saying? So if you live down south, winter is a good time because yeah. the birds are coming. And they're going to stay. That's why winter is the best time of them all. It's the best time to make love to harmonicas. That just confused me in That's a huge funny. way. That's... If we can talk about me you for You want to talk about confusion? Let's get into the old homestead. Okay, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's get right into the old homestead. want to talk homestead. about the most confusing song Neil's ever written? Oh, my God. 
This was another um another homegrown tune. This, this was the one with Levon. Is it, this yeah. on Homegrown though? Is it on Homegrown? I don't think it is. No, and this is recorded oh, it was for, for Homegrown. Yeah. yeah. Over seven minutes long, this song is, by the way. That's like one fourth of the album, isn't it? Or have I got that math wrong? Oh, yeah. It's 29 minutes long, the album. It's almost, it's almost a fourth of the album is this one song. And we're going to play the whole thing right now. <laughs> I don't know where to fade Listen to the, like, I mean, it, it builds, but if you listen to that, like, Levon perfect loose shuffle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who's doing harmony right there? He's singing with himself. Is he? Yep. You can tell. Can we talk about the venerable Tom Scribner? Crazy horse, I wanted to hear that. The one. venerable Tom Scribner's performance on I this wrote tune. That down yeah. Too, yeah. And the saw. On the saw. Yeah. Woo! You don't Which hear is it perfect. until uh, after. It's like three minutes he really kicks into it yeah. at three minutes. The saw comes in right after he says, Why do you ride that crazy horse? It was right there. Oh, really? And you faded it. Fuck well, it. You can read it, or people can listen to it on their own. Well, which we're they have. talking about it, so it'd be cool to hear it. You don't get enough saw. We're talking about it. It'd be cool to hear it. Yeah, we're talking about Neil Young. Shut up, Russ. <laughs> no, don't do that. Oh God, it literally like nails on a chalkboard. Ah shit, I said it again. <laughs> Here he comes. Oh, Here he comes. Hey everybody! Please don't say that. Um. Yeah, so this is another one that was done for Homegrown and another one in the continuing soap opera that is Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Is it? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's just what people say when they don't know what the fuck Neil's talking no, about. No, this is absolutely... This is totally about Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Because of the why do you ride that crazy horse? Yeah, why do you ride that crazy horse? And they're up in the cloud, you know, they're and they're sending birds down to contact him. <laughs> You know, again with the fucking birds. Sending birds, man. No, the yeah. prehistoric bird that he battled. Right, the prehistoric oh, bird. when we played D&D and I was sending birds. That's right, you sent birds. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> but, yeah, this is, you know, it's, it's, um, he talks a lot about how his friends left him. You know, they left the naked rider and stuff like that. Well, he, but isn't it the other way around? Neil yeah. left them all the time. Neil left them in the middle of making albums. He would leave them. Middle of tours. Middle of tours. Yeah, but isn't that what know? he's saying? Isn't he saying that he left? No, he's saying they're leaving him. Where? Um, isn't he the naked rider? He's the naked rider, and they left him behind with his little cup of change. Yeah. You know, so it's it's kind of like he feels like they're leaving him. So what does that mean? Like, they're, he feels like they're leaving him because they're not as open-minded as he is, and they would rather... Like, he's down on the ground. He's riding that... He's naked. He's totally exposing himself as him... You know, this is me. This is Neil Young. I got nothing to hide. I'm down here on the ground. I'm riding the crazy horse. I got my so little cup a, of change. there's a few different characters. There's the naked rider who gallops through his head. <laughs> right? Yeah. But he's also up and down the old homestead, right? Okay, so you have the so na- where naked, where is act your one, act one right? Where's your fade into a naked do you, rider? Where does your imagery go? So okay, 
He up and down the old homestead. Right. Yeah. There's a naked rider. Yeah. But he's galloping through his head. Yeah, but his head is the old homestead. Is it? Or is he in an old homestead and is having this fucking psychological... No, I don't think we should take the old homestead as a place, like literally a place. This is definitely like... It's It's his brain. It's his world. Yeah, it's like a fucking. It's his. It's his. You know what the old homestead is. Once again, it's Neil pining about the fucking hippie dream. That's the old homestead, Maybe. and that his buddies left it behind because they were too interested in getting chicks and combing their mustaches with the whalebone comb. No, but like in the first, all that shit, the first and they line, left him to like do the real work. But he's really, the one that feels the pull. And although the moon isn't full, he still feels the pull. He feels the pull away from them though to do a, to do solo stuff. No, I think he feels the pull to go back to them. That's why he's always gone back to them. Really? Yeah. All right. He feels the pull to, to but, work with and then Stills, here's the even other though thing Stills that, is a dick. I, I just, I don't know. I think you're, I think you're, the way you're perceiving this song is coming apart at every now. No. Stop. We have like two more, and he, I swear because, to God he's going to show up. Because then the next part is he's, okay, out on the floor where the cowboys dance, approaching slowly at a glance, here comes the shadow of his stance. Right, the it's rains. him in his shadow. I know, but you were, but then his shadow is the one that's saying to him, "Why do you ride that crazy horse?" Right, because the shadow. What's a shadow? Yeah, but it's, to it's me, not, that's it's, more it's, of a psychological him facing. It's part of you, but it's not really you. Yes, it's just an image. It's the of shadow you. self. But a lot of people don't want to face the shadow self, and in this, Neil is facing his shadow self. You guys, so are I don't think wrong. he's facing like Stills or Crosby. I think he's. Literally facing his own issues with these things, or right, his own issues with with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Like, I mean, I, I think keep that's going back to them, but every it, time but... I go back to them, I'm disappointed because they want to do the same old shit, yeah. and that just I don't like the way they work and and their excess and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, and they're and so he's saying they're leaving him behind to do it alone. What he wants yeah. to do, I just think that this is one of those things where, like a dream, Neil plays every character in it. I also because then the, then the priest comes down the stairs with a sack of dreams and old nightmares, and they like have this conversation. Don't you care about this guy's head? And it's kind of like Neil saying that to himself. Yeah, you know, it's almost like a, you know, like a, like he's having some kind of inner trip dialogue or like a psychological fucking break or something where it's. You know, well, he's torn between going back to working with these guys who he, he doesn't really probably, he doesn't like what they're doing. He may like them as people, but he just doesn't the, like what they're doing. But he knows going back with them kind of helps him out. Oh, I was going to say even at the time of this, but I guess this out this was recorded six years before this song probably was. So Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think this is just a classic example. And they need of, him too. They're always asking him to come back. Mm. I think it's just a classic example of, he probably had like one line of this in his head, and this song's probably about a piece of fried chicken he ate, or you know what I mean. Like, and then there's these underlying things. It's just like if you ask him what this is about, there's no way he's gonna say all this stuff. Well, the way he wrote this is interesting. He said he didn't go back and change previous lines. He just kept writing the lines as they went on mm. through his head. That's what I mean. It's it's almost meta. It's like he, I think he's having a fucking psychosis. And because like I I I've ha- I have my own experience with like 
being out of touch of, with reality and like having like a psychosis thing and everything that you see in that sort of unattached state of mind it, it it's like reminding you to you you think it's reminding you to either like die or realize that you're dead or realize that you're asleep or to wake up or come back to reality so to me it's like when he goes to the phone booth it's like him essentially saying to himself i'm being chased i'm i'm this naked rider and i'm galloping through my head and the only way to get out of this nightmare or this thing is to make this call you know and to either call himself another good version of himself or i don't know and obviously i'm reading way into it of course which I, is what we always do but I, I i like the idea that every even the birds are neil in this to me can i read you something from shaky yeah and this is this is the thing that i wish i had read before the two dudes one king thing and it ties into what you're saying um this is, I think he's, t- I don't know, he's talking to Jimmy or whoever, but he says, Neil told me about going into other lives. He'd go to this same place every seizure, and all the people would go, oh, haven't seen you around. How you doing? He was called by some other name. Neil was in another world, another reality, mm. and just about the time he started to adjust and adopt to that rea- reality, he'd get yanked out of that one and find himself back in this reality again. It was really strange because he didn't want that other place to be all that familiar to him because he was here. But then he was there. It was out of his control. I think that's why he writes such weird shit. That's the strength of his creativity. He's been to all these far points where he's had only himself to talk to. Most mm. of his songs are just Neil talking to himself, really. Yeah, right. And Time-traveling I think, vampire. Yep. Yeah, but he's and also traveling into between worlds. himself. Yeah, that is like a straight up a Stephen King. Like, hundred, that's yeah. like a talisman. He's he's fucking he's flipping. going to an yeah. alternate reality. And he's be meeting his twinner, yep. or he is the twinner. Yep. But like if that, no, that proves what I'm trying to say pretty perfectly. But like, listen to this line: "We'll call the moon and see what's up. I've got some change in this little tin cup." They say that the shadow is growing dim. He needs some light to get back to him. Just one call should do it all. I'll call. I'll carve this number on the wall with my beak. So it's almost like now Neil's the fucking bird. And so the to get to the light, go to the light. He's a time-traveling bird vampire. You know, it's like that whole thing of like, even when I was in my fucked up state, that was a thing where I was like, oh, fuck, they're trying to get me to go into the light, to pass, to die. You know, it's like this whole, there's all this imagery that happens and there's like these characters that play out in your in your reality. And that's what this song to me feels like. But I could be I could be way off. It's just that's what. It, and after you read that, I'm like, yeah. fuck. It no, definitely feels. I like, like that. all these analyses. I just think it's so tough when you, like, so like to me, this is like a. It's just like another version of Last Trip to Tulsa, but Last Trip to Tulsa, I liked every verse. This one, I, I kind of got bored with. If I'm being honest, it does drag. Yeah, I have to agree with you. And it's not it's, as it's not as strong as. Um, uh, I can't think of it. The, the the one on Stars and Bars where he did in front of the fire. Why can't I think of the name of that song? Uh, oh, um, <laughs> all of us are just... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, hello. Yeah. Um, Me and Russ are racing to see who can get it first. Will to Love. Damn it. No, it wasn't Will to Love. No. Was it? Got the Will to Love. That's the one in the front of the fireplace. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Will to Love. So it's kind of like that... 
even though that's crazy, that's just crazy mushroom talk or cocaine psychosis or whatever. To me, it still flows a lot better. This one does kind of drag. I think it's supposed to drag. I think it's that's the point is that the naked rider is fucking dragging, shuffling. It's it's not coherent. It's not you're not supposed to really understand it because it's a one man's fucking journey into his crazy psychosis like that quote just said. Yeah. You know, and like a good, again to go off if you think of that thing you just read about what uh, Jimmy was saying about Neil um I think Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, it's fine. Um <clears throat> It's just this whole like last line where he is sort of saying, as he's coming toward the end of this, I guess he he uh, hoofbeats beating across the range. He rode through the night with his cup of change, tired and beaten. He fell into slumber, but up in the sky they still had his number. And then it goes back to him being up and down. The, so it's this again Stephen King never ending right. sort of cycle. That this naked rider, that Neil, sort of is always galloping through his own fucking head, his own psychosis. So even when it's like, okay, you know what? I just need to go to fucking bed. I just need to go to sleep, get out of my head. They still have his number. You're not getting away from the birds, essentially. Mm. You know what I mean? You're never going to get away from the birds. And who was uh, in the birds? David Crosby from Crosby Stills. <laughs> so that's right. Yeah. Maybe Mike that's right. right. So. You know, it all comes back to CSN. <laughs> I think the whole. I thought it was all just about him getting involved in the CSNY 1974 tour. And could, what a it fiasco could totally that could was. be. It totally probably could. Be. And how that he they all got robbed. They convinced they were going to make. A but lot that's of money the thing and, about Neil is it's. You know, I I think it's not just one thing ever really. Yeah. Of course maybe not. maybe sometimes it is just one thing. In this one, it doesn't feel like just one thing to me. It feels like. I feel like this whole- that's a, maybe a part of why he's having this like sort of psychosis thing, this weird mental trying to explain. Like you said, he wrote every line just fl- like stream of consciousness, essentially. This, you know, this whole song right. can be summed up in one sentence: Neil's going off the rails on a crazy horse. Yeah, right. That's good. Thank I you. I like that. Thought of that myself just right that's now. Good. <laughs> Pretty good. Let's go to Lost in Space. This is actually one of my favorites on the record. Were you? Were you mad that it wasn't the Lost in Space theme song? Because I was. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Live with me. <laughs> Live with me. That's John Williams too, baby. Not this song. Well, no, but the Lost in Space theme. Live with me. Okay, I'll live with you. Come on, man. <laughs> oh my God. Totally not doing it now. <laughs> this is what it's going to be like. Lost in space. I heard you were lost in space. This but one you always want to sing about. For you to be. It's not actually about space. It's about underwater. The whole song. Out of control. Yeah, but it's not. Singing was too. It is. This. I mean, not really. Yeah. So this this was recorded during the Comes a Time sessions. Yeah, that makes sense. Around that time, and it's tedious to me. It's just. I like the fun stuff he does. It's great. All that little childlike breakdown in the middle, Mm -hmm. with the with the weird friggin' effects he puts on his voice. On the ocean floor. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. It's just kind of a fun little thing. Yeah. It's (laughs) it drives me nuts. Why? I just hate it. I hate it. This <laughs> melody's so catchy, dude. This song was stuck yeah. in my head like a lot. Uh, yeah. I I just I like know. the two guitars. There's like that bang, 
And like the way that the two guitars interact. Yeah. What is don't take out the magic pen and don't draw on the infinity board mean? His penis. Yeah, I agree. Is that what that is? Yeah. The magic pen is his penis. And what's the infinity board? The infinity board is... Whoever uh, the girl is that he's trying Dan to get Moshpit's to live with hair. Him. <laughs> Dan Moshpit doesn't have hair. I mean, I just don't. I don't I don't know. This one just loses me completely. Yeah, man, I love Completely? This one. Yeah, I don't like... I have nothing good to say about this This is like song. one time you and I are off. I just don't... Um, this is catchy as hell. Like, song. if I don't have to listen to this song ever again, that's cool with me. I like this better than the old Homestead. If the I, old if Homestead I, I could listen them. to repeatedly. This one I like more than the old Homestead, too, I think. Really? Yeah. I like that. Uh, Take that shoe. Uh, Take your that. magic pen and get out of here. I'm going to go draw on the Infinity Board. <laughs> is that like the Infinity Stones or Infinity War? It might, yeah. Like, is that what he's talking about? Thanos? <laughs> yes, that's what he's talking about. <laughs> I know he liked comic books. <laughs> Actually, I wrote the Marvel movies. They're all about Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. It's all just a metaphor for the 74 tour. (laughs) All the whole universe. Stills would snap his fingers and half the audience would leave. (laughs) (laughs) One of the first things I wrote about when I was listening to this song was what you had kind of said in the beginning, Luke. I like that. Neil, that's definitely not the way to get a gal to shack up with you. Yeah. What? What yeah, we it? were all like the live, live with, with me, me yeah. like please times. shut up shut, yeah <laughs> i'm calling an uber it's like that do you remember the weird al show or al tv yeah it's not uhf but weird al not to bring up weird al in every fucking episode no you should i definitely should we don't talk enough we, we talk too much neil young but, we should be talking yeah. more weird al. al had a show sorry weird had a show yeah for, uh i don't know like early 90s maybe but it was a show called Al TV, and he just did little skits and segments, and he debuted some parodies and music videos. But then he would do these interviews where he would take, like, MTV interviews with, like, Snoop Dogg and Eminem, and he would just find the same background and make it look like he was interviewing them with, like, different things spliced in. <laughs> but there's this whole one he does with the Eminem. Eminem is so where funny. He fi- like, he, he starts talking to him, and then Eminem's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing good. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he's just, I know what you're saying. And he just yeah, finds just a million times of yeah. Eminem saying, you and know what I'm like, saying? And he's like, yep, yes. I know what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> and he starts losing his Yeah, and he's mind. just losing his fucking mind. Weird Al fucking rules. Yeah. Did you see his most recent one? That was pretty That was good. great. Yeah, the, 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 the debate. debate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so good. So, yeah. good. so well done. Yeah. yeah. Guy still got it. He still he got does, it, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't really enjoy this one too much. And I think it's fine. I don't. Uh, dig, I like it. I don't I like dig the the kitty song breakdown in the middle. Like all of a sudden, we're that's got to be like a, a vocoder or something. Yeah, right? it's some kind of yeah. yeah, some kind of vocal effect. It just sounds like all of a sudden we're watching a fucking PBS Kids special. Out on the ocean floor. Out on the ocean floor. What could be stranger than the unknown danger? You like that? That's fun. I don't know. Let's ask Snuffleupagus. <laughs> I like it. Oh, it's pretty good, Big Bird. You never introduced me to your parents. I think it's you just fuck me and leave. Big Bird is the prehistoric bird. That That's I right. Yeah, around. exactly. Yes. Can yeah. you play some of those guitars though? At like 125, it comes in, or even at later too. But 125, it, you hear it. I just like the way that he. Kind of duels those two guitars to uh, blend them together. This is this is really nice. 
Just that shit he does there, like that little. Yeah. That's, and that's all him. Yeah, I know. Yeah, which is yeah, great. That guitar you know? work is just really yeah. pretty. That is beautiful. But the rest of the tune. Yeah. I'm just not a big fan of that one. Let's hop to Captain yeah, K. Yeah, how do you feel about good old Captain K? Captain K is a fascinating story. Is it? Yeah. I don't know the story at all. Well, the one that I think it's about. Okay. To me, it's fascinating. Um, Can you say it in an old sailor voice when you tell us the story? Ah, Luke. Stops right into when it. I was on the sea, the spray in my face, an old Barney Barnacle. <laughs> what are you, just the just Pirates of the Caribbean? Just the pirate from SpongeBob? <laughs> stuck, stuck his peg in me poop deck, and we were together forever. Oh, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? <laughs> Neil Young. Neil Young. Captain Kennedy Square does. Pants. SpongeBob Neil Pants. <laughs> Neil, Neil, <laughs> Neil Young Square Pants. So this this is the same version that's on Hitchhiker, pretty much. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, if not the exact same it, one. No, it's, yeah. I think it is. It's, I yeah. listened to both. And when you go to Neil Young Archives and you go to Hitchhiker, and you click on the information part of it, it takes you to Hawks and Doves. Huh, okay. So mm. it's basically the same, oh, the same track. Oh. What's the story? I, I, you know what my favorite... You know what it seems like it is to me? You like, know what my favorite version of this song is? It's by Robert Shaw, the one that goes, Farewell and adieu <laughs> to your Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu, you ladies of Spain. Let's see the one that said, "I knew the hooker with had oh, had a glass eye, yeah, the, and he'd wink you off. She'd wink you off for a dollar." No, it was uh, the uh, what was it? The uh, fuck, I can't remember it. Ah, god damn it! It's uh, I'll think of it. I'll think of it by the by the, the, the so. scene, or maybe a, the deleted scene. If you saw, he's in the music shop getting the uh, piano wire that he likes yeah, to use, yeah, yeah. and the kids practicing um, "Ode to Joy." Oh really? On like yeah, uh, like a right. viola or something, yeah. and he stands like the kids. So he's like playing it bad. He's like nah nah nah, and he gets like right up behind the kid's head and goes da 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 da, and the kid just starts crying. It's fucking awesome. I love that. I love that character so much, dude. Quint is the best. But the Captain Kennedy story, like, what do you think? To me, this story is about like, so. It starts off with this guy. It sounds like he's going somewhere. It could be. They mentioned 1971 in the song. At first, he I wrote thought, this, right? Yeah, this and isn't at first, like a traditional. No, it's got the. I mean, he yeah obviously purposed it yeah. to be like a Celtic right. sort of traditional folk. It's yeah. the guitar, the melody. They right. scream folk. Yeah, you know? but it's like it's. I thought it was a guy on a Higgins boat getting to ready to land in Normandy because he's okay. talking about I'm an, I'm a young mariner. You know, and I'm going, I'm going to be landing. I hope I can kill. Yeah, the Germans. Yeah, and then he brings up the Germans. So I thought the whole story was, you know, like his father was humiliated by the Germans in the First World War. That's what it And here he is, I'm going back to fight the Germans. But then he gets to, I met him in Nassau in 1971. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking, oh, maybe it's later. Maybe he's going to like Vietnam or he's going to some war somewhere. But the only reason why he's fighting this war is he he, he feels he has to ease his father's pain from that humiliation of losing his boat to the Germans. And that's like yeah. not the right reason to fight. And he's realizing that as he's on this boat to go to wherever he is supposed to I like know, that. Fight. So I thought it was more of like a, he took like a Quentin Tarantino sort of style where he tells you what happens to Captain Kennedy. And then he explains that, all he was doing was giving her a foot rub, and that might mean <laughs> something to somebody. 
Yeah, exactly. But every no, foot we're... rub I've given has meant something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. No, no, it's fine. That's a good one. Uh, he tells you, like, Captain Kennedy got his boat blown up and got embarrassed. Yeah. And then it goes to him getting, like, it takes you to before that oh, happened. Okay. So you're saying the so, first wait, verse so is him the, talking about it, and the second verse, he is Captain Kennedy? No. You, or, so you're saying the one where I saw him in Nassau in 1971 yeah, like was before, before the Germans blew up Because then his it boat? says he worked his fingers toward the bone to buy that wooden schooner. Huh. And the wooden schooner, to me, is what gets blown up. Yeah. And sail on his own. Or maybe he's... He's he, known in the islands as 100-foot iron. That steel f- f- uh, hull freighter was passing its time, and time flew by faster with life on the sea, and the days grew shorter... For Captain Kennedy, right. I, I don't know. Maybe. Well, I, see, I took that as he lost that schooner, and then bought, and then he worked that freighter until okay. he could afford to get another one sure, just yeah, like it. Sense. And yeah. he, but it was too he was too old to enjoy it. Uh-huh. And so I'm going to war yeah, yeah, now. That, yeah, that works to kind of yeah. for the reason my father yeah, was such yeah, a tortured that makes soul. Sense. I don't know. That's what I got. From yeah, it. no, that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I read it wrong. Probably. I couldn't figure the song out at all. I I thought it sounded to me like he just wanted to write a Dylan esque. Like folky, Phil Oaks kind of a ballad. I don't know. It does have a Masters of War vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. That's all. I was more disappointed that it wasn't the Timberlake Adam Driver song from Yeah. <laughs> Please, Mister Kennedy. Uh oh. Going up, up. outer <laughs> space. <laughs> We've talked about that movie, right? It's a fucking great a little movie. Bit. Yeah. yeah. It's so underrated. So, so my wife got, hates it. I mean, that movie's Let's so not good. talk about Neil Young for five minutes to piss okay. off Carruth. I like that. Um, <laughs> Carruth break. Do you, think, uh, do you think that that's his hell? Like, that's his hell? He's trapped in that constant loop? Oh, I read a whole thing read a whole. Or do you think he's actually movie. in some kind of time loop and he's trying to escape? So he's, he's trying different things so I, I every took, time he goes through it? I took it differently. I... I took it as it just it began and then it immediately went to a flashback and then it just got to that like like a Tarantino movie. Oh, see, I didn't think that was a flashback. I thought like it began. I see. I thought it started where he began. In my mind, it was a flashback, but I could I like those other ideas better. Yeah, that makes that more fascinated. sense that because the whole thing is crazy. The dude is based off of Dave Van Ronk, who just never could catch a break. No, so. But right. was like a great writer. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's like Blaze. You guys ever listen to Blaze Foley? No. He's kind of like Dave Van Ronk a little bit. But same thing. Like he couldn't get out of his own way. He was a drunk and he got into fights and he got arrested all the yeah. time. But he wrote really great tunes. And Yeah. Well, Dave Van Ronk to folk music is like Dan Moshpit to hardcore. He just could never catch a break. Right. So. Even though he was one of the best. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. you can only you can only wear so many sleeveless tap-out shirts till... You know, I I don't want to spoil Dark Tower, but I I I agree with you, Shu, that I think it's it's a loop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to watch it like another ten times just to figure it out. Plus, I love Carrie Mulligan. You loop it. You swoop it. You loop it. Go. You swoop it. Win up. You pull. All, All right. right. Anything else on? Captain uh, well, Kennedy? yeah. I think this is an excellent segue to the Hawks side, and I'm using well, the finger quotes here. Can we take a here. break then before we go to the? To this side, do a pee pee. Right. do a pee But I like how he ends it with that line, and I hope I can kill good, because right. then it's yeah. supposed to go to the yeah, hawk yeah. side after this. So it's a song about war, or being unsure why you're fighting a war, 
and then going into a, a side that's supposedly pro-war, although I can't really figure out where the pro-war songs are. So I think it's just the ad, the hawk attitude he's yeah. talking about. Yeah, I think yeah. it's that, like, like good old said, boys. that character, good old boys yeah. sort of a thing. Yeah. All right, let's All take right. a let's take a quick break. Yeah, I got a VP. You don't think this is like country? Oh, it is. This is like country swing. Yeah, country. It's like swing. somebody's been listening to Bob Wills. Yeah. I thought you said you thought it was only like the last three songs that were. No. This said, part right here. Listen to this part. You guys ever see Schoolhouse Rock? Yeah. 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 This sounds like yeah. adverbs. <laughs> you know, that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> it totally sounds like that, doesn't it? You know, pronouns. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you guys know Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah. What's the. I'm just a bill. Oh, yeah. How do you think I knew how laws got made? Yeah. I learned everything about the American Revolution from Schoolhouse Rock. I don't know much Schoolhouse Rock songs, but I know the whole Simpsons parody, I'm an amendment to be. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So these first two tunes on side two, I think, are definitely about what he's going through with Ben his son Ben and Peggy. Oh yeah, you know, and the the lyrics are simple on the first two tunes, but I think he's just conveying how he feels. He's kind of like cheerleading, you know, for his family. He's just saying, yeah. yeah, we can make it through this. And for Neil, this this whole theme of staying power through thick and thin that's not very Neil, as we've learned. Mm-hmm. Like when things go shitty, right. Neil takes off. Right. It's almost right? like he's singing to himself. Like he's like, like he's, yeah, he's kind of like talk himself psyching into himself it. up, you know. But he yeah. did. He, st- I mean, he quit the road. He quit, yeah. basically quit the music business of four years to take care of his kid. Yeah, it's yeah. like a different kind of wake up call for him. How long yeah. did he end up being with Peggy before they? It was like thirty five years. Yeah, it was yeah. a long it was a while time. before Daryl swooped in, <laughs> like a like a big danger, like a prehistoric bird. bird. Yeah, titty bird. That's for titty bird. <laughs> oh boy, ass bird. He's never coming yeah, on the podcast. That's it. That now. was the line. He's never. <laughs> he's not going to make it an hour and. Hey, we got mother's bar. We can get. Yeah. <laughs> we got mother's bar. God damn it! Once we get Weird Al, we're we're good. yeah. That's our yeah, we're, we're, we're done. Yeah. That's our golden. I have boy. not gotten a response from Weird Al's camp. Keep so, trying. I, yeah. What yeah. I meant, Luke, was this is the like. The last three songs have the same tempo, like right. Yeah, it's very like a melody. Yeah. Okay. And this oh, one's more right. like stay in power. You know, it's like is uh, Ben on this right. one. Da, da, da. Yeah, is Ben B- Keith. Big BK. Yeah. Yep. Algebra. <laughs> Divide and subtract. Geography. Ben- <laughs> oh Jesus <laughs> Christ! Sorry. Yes. Uh, I apologize to Schoolhouse Rock, but hey, who didn't learn something from them? Right. Uh, I didn't. Oh God. <laughs> Anyone who's. Uh, um, over the age of <laughs> over the age of ninety. Yeah. When I first anybody who used to only watch cartoons on Saturday morning. So mm. when I first heard this, because I knew how like weirdly Reagan esque and political mm-hmm. this other right. side was, I I didn't I wasn't I was just listening on vinyl, so I didn't have the titles in front of me. I thought he was saying "Stay in Power." Like now that uh, you got yes. it, Ron. Yes. Stay in Stay power. In power. Well, he recorded this before he was elected, so he he didn't know mm. Reagan was going to be elected. Everybody in a, well, everybody that's true. No, in, no, you're right. In it was pretty obvious. Yeah, that Reagan was going to beat Carter. That's very true. This is definitely the shift, and 
what I was saying was the tempo is different, but like the the shift of the album is is here, and this is where these are all new songs, mm-hmm. right? The other ones are so these are recorded. I mean, the other ones are still new to people, but yeah, not this. These are the ones that he recorded for this album, right? Yeah. Right. And this is kind of where this song, throughout the rest of the album, there is repetition from this song on. There's Absolutely. always a, like a repeating line. And that's why I said that thing in the beginning of the episode about generic country music. Sure, yeah. There was like, I don't know, the fiddle. It's all kind of like very generic. Like, yeah. you know, what someone who doesn't know country music would yeah. be like, oh, that's country, I can hear the fiddle. Or the banjo. Does it give or, you uh, like PTSD to uh, comes a time that Russ Thibodeau is on this one? <laughs> it's the same guy. Oh yeah, I know, and he's great. Yeah, he's great. I, I thought comes a time was was okay. Yeah, Luke hated comes I a was time. Not a fan Luke of comes, yeah. comes a time. But that's, that's how I feel is, about this one. This is the same. Fiddler. I didn't come that yeah. time. Hey, hey, there it is. <laughs> the semen finally enters the podcast. Ben Gross. Keith is singing in this. Like he's he singing through a lot of yeah, these. You can hear him. He's a very distinctive voice, BK. which I like because he's his voice isn't. Have it here, hey man. With his BK. voice isn't perfect. It's like uh, I love it. It matches yeah. Neil perfectly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got a warm. Speaking tone of to Neil it. being getting like a little shaky, uh, can you go to like two o three? He does like a shaky little quiver at the end of the tune here. Shaky on the quiver. on the eye. Yeah, just listen for it. And then Oh, yeah. yeah, it's like a, it's yeah. like someone took a fucking like Little, rod. That's soul. Like, that's called soul, yeah. Russ. That's what that is. It's like you and <laughs> when you like loved and lost like behind. Neil has. It's like you know those door stoppers that the ones that like, like come oil out like ones? <laughs> yeah, it's like you and no, it's, ben, it's Ben Keith snuck up behind him and gave him a little tickle. tickle. No, that was probably his doctor. He was probably getting his colonoscopy. And we used to we used to call Ben the tickler because he'd come yeah. up behind me and. Tickle me every tune. He he checked the oil, as they'd say. <laughs> oh, we should probably talk about Ann Hillary O'Brien. Yeah, I want to talk one. about her voice because yeah. she she doesn't sound like your normal backup singer, and I don't know if Neil made her sing like that. Mm-hmm. She has a very like natural kind of just sitting on the porch kind of delivery, mm-hmm. as opposed to say a Nicolette Larson right. or a Linda Ronstadt mm-hmm. or an Emmy Lou Harris who have kind of this angelic voice. Mm-hmm. She sounds like. An old redneck lady sitting on a lawn chair. That's what he wants. I mean, that's, isn't that yeah. a Pearl Jam song? It is actually. That's right. An old, old lady sitting in a lawn chair, <laughs> chewing red, chewing red they man. Fade. Yeah. Old lady sitting on the lawn. Seem to recognize because we got adverbs. Oh God! Here we go. But that's what she sounds like. She's her voice is very distinctive, also. Like, and it goes well with yeah. Ben's. They sound like this kind of older, you know, Southern couple singing along <laughs> to yeah. the songs. Yeah, you know, which I just I think that's pretty good. I may not like these tunes very much, but yeah, I like it's I can fine. appreciate that. This is like a, like a drinking song. This, but okay, not... well, this one or the next one? What would you guys choose? Coastline. I... Let's go to Coastline real quick. Who hates it. I'd probably go with this one actually. This is funner. Oh, here's why I like this one because of this part here. Oh, it's not eclipse. Ah, <laughs> a little too soon. This one's a little more like bluesy country. Yeah, it's that swing. Yeah, that swingy blues thing. 
Ben Keith there, though. Mm-hmm. Little BK. Right here. We don't back down from no trouble. That's catchy as fuck. Yeah, but does every fucking song on side two have to sound like it was played by the Prairie Home Companion Band? <laughs> fucking great. Seriously, it no, does. It totally I mean, sounds they, like they Garrison Keillor is directing the Honestly, band Honestly, both of these are... These ones are very similar. Lyrically, they're not very deep. Like, especially no, on the same and again, album this is, this is about Captain his family. Kennedy and the Old Homestead. Like, right. now he's just being very literal. And this know, one's... Trying to talk himself into stuff, I feel like. Oh, you think he's trying to convince himself that yeah, he shouldn't take off? Yeah, I, well, that's in his nature. I it is know. in his nature. But, you know, I mean, creating music was in his nature, and he gave that up for four years to to take care of his yeah. kid. You know, so I don't know. He's got staying power. But I think this is like just him singing to Peggy. You know, and he's encouraging her, like, we can do this. We can make it through. We can we can help Ben. I would take this over over the one before, but I think they're both fairly forgettable. They're, they're very similar. It's piano, yeah. uh, fiddle, yeah. you know, repetition, uh, catchy. But I like this one a little better. I just think that, that um, just, yeah. it is fun funner to sing. And I also like Ben Keith more on this song. I like okay. what he's doing in this one more. I think this is where as the, as the pro-America playing, so. stuff starts. Yeah. But not in, in, you know, people always say this, this, this side of the album is like all pro-America and it's mm-hmm. very conservative. I think it's like we were saying, it's kind of like he's using it. He's using the style uh, to, criti- to critique mm-hmm. the attitude. And one of the lines in this song kind of kind of clicked me on that. High on the mountaintop above the clouds. No wonder we get a little too loud. We don't back down. You know, is he talking about what's he talking? I think he's talking about America. Yeah, it's that Reagan attitude that like, Arr. like yeah, we're number Mr. one. Gorbachev. We're above the clouds. We're number one. Yeah, we're getting loud. We can because we can. This is where he ramps into that. Whether it's a, it's definitely the more I think about it, it's a, it's not a full on character, but it's a. He's playing up a, a specific character. Right. On I mean, the chorus song. too. We don't back and down. Na- and now we actually know the guy can act. That's true. <laughs> After Human Highway, man. Yeah, sure I'd can. rather have Lionel Switch singing these songs. <laughs> I don't think they'd be would. a lot more interesting. I doubt yeah. that you would want that. It would just no, be, I totally it would, would just want be, that. We got staying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can we move on from yes. these? Yes. All right. I mean, this is a fun as shit song. Yeah, I like is he making fun of unions? Yeah, he's he? he's totally ripping the unions. He is, right? That's yeah. That's the only yeah <laughs> yeah. This yeah, is yeah. Lionel Switch. But didn't I, wasn't it like International Harvester used this as their theme song for like commercials or something? Did like that? they really? I'm pretty sure. Then they messed like up that. just like every presidential candidate does right? when they yeah. use somebody's song for a campaign. Yeah. Do you want me to just get to the part that we're all thinking yeah. about? Yeah. It's like not far from here. Right here, isn't it? Yeah. Who's that on that? That's Russ, I think. Yeah. I think is I think Russ, Russ is the only one playing fiddle on this album. Yeah. It's the same band for all yeah. these songs. Yeah. Isn't Tim Drummond back too? Not on these. I don't think on these. He was for some of those because the other ones because they were done in Nashville for the homegrown sessions. Is there any new business? Who's that? Ben That's Ben Keith. That's BK. Yeah. Stick. 
love the way Neil repeats this. Stickers. Live music is better. Bumper stickers should be issued. Stickers. Stickers. Yeah. I like this right here. Signify by sounding like John Travolta. I love this. Where it just goes. <laughs> Come on, that's a total critique on the unions. No, totally. Yeah. Like also, I definitely want a live music is better bumper sticker. I tried to look it up. Did you guys try to look it up? No. no. I think exist? they used to. I think Neil used to make them, but he doesn't. He doesn't make them anymore. Well, well, Reagan was not a big union. Guy. Well, Republicans in general aren't big union people. But even some of them were, and they started slipping in the seventies. But I don't know if he, this was because they got pretty infected okay, by so the mob. He's or making fun, but he also was into Reagan. I'm, I don't understand because Reagan wasn't into unions. Yeah, so anti-union was a pretty conservative okay. stance, which yeah. is hilarious because because Neil Young's pretty much the boss, right? Yeah, and, and all the music he does, and he has to deal with unions. For any project, whether it's a live, you know, whether it's a tour yeah. or whatever, he's got to deal with the fucking stagehand unions. Right. You know, he's got to deal with musicians unions and stuff like that. So, you know, is is he also in the, he must be in the union. He must have had to have a union card. Well, he also like, unions are very pro working class, pro like getting all the benefits to workers. Like, I don't know the, what the. Are they though? That's what they were built to be. That's what they were built to be. At this time, though, you know, like he Who says knows? in that first line, yeah. like, you and know, I pay my dues on time, but when it's time for benefits, I'm the last in line. Right. Yeah. So maybe they had declined because, I mean, with Hoffa, didn't the mob start to really get take over unions and stuff like the, that? Well, that's, I don't that's know another thing. About, yeah. It's not in this song. It's in the next tune. Right. It's either the mob or the government. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that are controlling the union. Right. So, so this, this totally rips the union. I mean, he's that whole voting part. You know that yay or nay thing. Yeah. You know you can't you can't oppose the union. It wasn't yay or nay. Gonna, it was hay. Oh, is the noise John Travolta makes? <laughs> and the whole live music is better. All. Bumper yeah, stickers was. should be issued. That's one of the most useless things. How does that help the working man in the union? Yeah. By right. making a bumper sticker, right? Doesn't yeah. do shit. So that's basically what he's saying here. Unions don't do shit. You know, and and they're they're basically fascist, and you can't oppose them. And if you do, then you're driven out. And even, yeah, if, you, even if you pay your dues, it doesn't time, fucking yeah. matter. You know, they're only out for themselves, just yeah. like the mob and the government. Hmm. Yeah. That's what I got from this tune. I Although think, it has a little bit of Come On Baby, Let's Go Downtown going on in a little it, which bit, I like. But that song's way cooler. Yeah, that is way cooler. I do yeah. like the guitar tone in the song. Oh, yeah. yeah the, I like that too. to be union. It's, you know, again, yeah. this whole side of this album to me, it's like... it's. I'll be quite honest with you. I, I don't think I'll ever go back to this album. Probably not. There's, if I know, do, like, I listen even the, to the first half. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe the so first half. Are you saying that? But by, maybe just Little Wayne. Are you, I mean, I just. Are you saying that at this point in the album, things are starting to come apart at every nail? I think they are. Did I say it one too many times? Is he just going to? Oh my show god! Up? It's been like three be times. Hasn't why don't we? Why don't we see what happens? See what happens when we play this song? Okay. Go from um, the end of this song, the, of "Proud to Be," into "Coming Apart." Just let it flow. You'll see what I mean by that. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you're saying. See, it's... Yeah. 
We gotta be real careful with this song. I, I feel like I should shut it off. Yeah, you need to be careful because if he says the word, we're fucked. Careful, turn it. I can't. Shit, man. We're dead. He just said it. He just said it. Yeah, I like this tune. Come yeah, you know the problem. Whoa! With that. Whoa! Shit! Yeah, what no. The so fuck? like, the the problem with that is, you know, if if everything's coming apart at the nails, you're just not nailing them right. That's oh the main problem God. there. Have you been here when the whole time? Where did you come I've been from? here the whole time. Are you, were you hiding in the fireplace with no, little David? No, I've been shoe? here the whole time. I knew you guys were going to be doing coming apart at the nails, and I just wanted to say that. <laughs> it's not even the name of the song. That clearly, that Neil Young doesn't know how to hammer a nail. Like, <laughs> That's I mean, not what the song's about at all. That's definitely what it's about. I mean, he says he's coming apart at every nail. You know, things don't come apart if you use nails correctly. And I'll tell you what, anything that nails is nailed doesn't need a second nailing. It's how, not going to happen. How much nailing have you done, nails? I, uh, that's a tough question. I don't even know. I honestly don't even count? know. How, how many breaths have you taken in this lifetime? <laughs> Probably a lot. Yeah, well, that's listen, that's around where I am with nails. We're in that hour, many we're nails? In, somewhere <laughs> around in that region. We're an hour and 45 minutes into this episode. Why are you just showing up now? You have no I, interest in the rest of this album at all? Well, it's no, I've been here the whole time, but nothing else really speaks to me. But this I found a little offensive because it's clearly Neil Young doesn't know how to use a nail. And I just, but I think what he's saying that. is that unions don't know how to use No, I think he's nails. saying the country is coming apart at every nail. You know he's what it is? Fences are coming it's, apart. It's knockoff Russian nails. If you're, listen, if you're using, like, say, a spiral think, nail yeah, for Russian a job collusion. that's going to need some spring nails, it's going to come apart. That's just how it works. You use the wrong nail for the wrong situation, it's going to come apart at the nail. Do you have. Those kind of nails? What, what would well, you recommend? Of course we have those kind of nails. Do you have tenpenny nails? For this country, uh, you're going to need a whole array of a bunch of different types of nails. You know, mate? It depends on what you're doing. You're going to need some spring nails, some spiral nails, some fat nails, some flat nails. You're going to need all kinds of nails. What are those rare but Alaskan clearly, ones? That the you... Alaskan ring nails? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can get those at my shop at Nails Emporium, uh, you know, run by me. Nails Locker. N-A-I-L-S. Nails. <laughs> we want to thank you for your patronage for Long May You Young. We really appreciate uh, well, that. I want to thank you guys because, like I've said before, when you called me the other week, you know, my, my nail sales have been sailing through the roof. Oh, it's please. unbelievable. <laughs> so, you know, you guys have a lot of great, I don't know what you call them, like youngins and youngies or whatever. But youngsters. You know what we call oh, them. yeah. Okay. Youngsters. Whatever. They're, they're buying tons of nails from me right now. Like, That's great. I, it's just great. I got to keep inventory constantly stocked up. You ever nail, th- Nails, I appreciate the ads and everything and the business or whatever, but I got to say, man, I went by... I went by the Carnadale. Please stop this. I hate this whiny character. I went by the Carnadale and I just haven't. Re- stop. I just haven't recovered from the horrors. He still has a few nails in his lower intestine. Oh yeah. Well, I tried to ride the T nails. The T nails was a fun ride. It was meant for kids, so the nails were a little small, so like adults shouldn't have been riding on it. That's probably a little bit of the problem. I'm noticing since we critiqued Nails' voice and how close he was to Mr. Poopy Butthole, he's made a conscious effort. I have uh, no idea who this Mr. Poopy whatever is, and I refuse to to acknowledge that. Do you? Shu had a question for you, I think. Did I? Oh, go ahead. Shoot. <laughs> go ahead. Nail it away. Nail it away. Nail please, it God. Away. Um, when's the next Carna Nail? Because I really enjoyed the nail funnel cakes. Uh, well, here's the good news and bad news with that. Okay, the okay. next Carney Nail probably ain't going to happen for a long time. I got shut down because of the... Unions, the, probably. Probably. Nail yeah, unions. unions. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, the good news of that, nail though, unions. is that because I got shut down early, 
my house is like overflowing with funnel cakes filled oh, with nails. I love those. Yeah. So those if you want, good. I can actually. Actually, I brought one with me. That'd be oh, great. Shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's right well, here. Let me, for I, you. I know our I know, right show. I know our I know our listeners flavor? don't like hearing chewing over the mic, but I would love to see you chew on those. <laughs> yeah, you like that. Yeah. Mike chew. That'd be great. Those are delicious. <laughs> All right, we have literally one song left after this. Should we actually talk about this song? I mean, youngsters knew this was inevitable. We've sort of already talked about it. I just want to say one last thing that, (laughs) you know, feel free. I don't know. Does Neil listen to this? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, Neil, if you're having trouble with your nails, please reach out to me, Nails Lofgren at Nails Emporium, and I'd be happy to take care of you and kind of show you how to handle a hammer with a nail. But, but. You got to bring your own hammer because I only have one and and you and you can't use mine. Okay. You should, you should try to expand so, a little if the business is doing well. Maybe add a hammer section to the nail emporium. Oh yeah, sure. Shoot. Why, why don't I tell you how to like talk on the radio because that's my job. <laughs> let's let's stick to our own businesses, guy. Okay. You have the voice for okay. the radio. Okay. And I'm the guy that sells oh, the nails. Right. I just okay. Just thinking, so again, come ev- on down you know. to Nails Emporium. Okay. And speak with me, Nails Offkin. All right. N-A-I-L-S Nails Well, that was great Well, that was a surprise <laughs> Yeah I can't believe he was here apparently the whole time hiding wow, somewhere Wow, that's creepy It was odd <laughs> Uh, yeah This podcast is coming coming apart at every nail It here. is Yeah uh, I got nothing much else to say about this song in Well, the la- I found it interesting that he referenced uh, direct energy weapons in this song He does? Yeah was Yeah uh, what was the line? All the guys on the do line, the D E W line, yeah. direct energy weapons. So this oh. this is a song to me about, you know how he it says it's hard to find a job, yeah, for the working man. Dude, that, I wrote down. I, I feel like this is like almost a weird answer to sedan delivery, huh? Which right, sedan yeah. delivery is because it's hard, hard to find, to find, a, find job. a job, right? Yeah. yeah. But he can't find a job, so basically he's getting paid by the government to subject himself to experimental weapons from the Pentagon. Jeez Louise. And to me, that's a critique on the nation not spending enough money on its people and spending too much money on weapons technology, hmm. which is not a conservative stance. Right. So which kind of is, is the opposite of what people say about this particular song. I don't feel like this is a conservative-leaning song so much, as much as... I don't think Neil would ever say that he's you know like did would he have said back then oh i lean conservative no i don't think so he's always been very well later on he says some things that are pretty yeah friggin yeah yeah it's just some, hmm. like you think eric clapton sucks you might think neil young sucks after he a couple went through of fucking a episodes pretty, pretty rough phase yeah. in the beginning of the 80s there yeah hmm. We'll but see. that's what I that's what that's what I thought the song was. I thought first I thought the song yeah. was like the country's falling apart. We need new leadership. Hmm. You know, obviously Reagan's going to be president. But now I'm, I, I've you read into the lyrics and it's like, well, we're experimenting on our own people, right? So why aren't we helping he's, our own people? He's still hang, hanging on to those. I mean, it's those hippie roots. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. I don't know. That's why it's to me the people say that this side of this album is like pro conservative pro Reagan and stuff. I, I don't think they've actually listened to it as much or maybe too much. Uh, maybe right. I've listened to it too much, which is quite true. Oh, yeah. Actually. I mean, we've been on this album for three yeah. weeks. Waiting I'm, I'm never, you know what? I'll, I don't think I'll ever go back to this album. I probably won't for a while. 
I dipped back. I will someday. I dipped I back to Zuma yeah. and Stars and Bars quite a bit. I had to go back to Stars and Bars yeah. listening to this just to be like, okay. This is like Stars and Bars light or something like this that. This is Stars and Bars, with, like I said, without the cocaine and the fucking tequila. Yeah. Hmm. It's a sober Which Stars and Bars. Which is weird because it enters the 80s. You'd think there'd be a shit ton of cocaine. Right? Yeah. But he was going through some other shit, which probably, you know, he didn't have time to do cocaine. He had to spend 13 to 15 hours doing that therapy with yeah. his son. Yikes. You know? Well, this last song, I it's my least favorite song by far on the album. Really? I think it's just hokey as shit. <laughs> uh, the title track. Hold on. I mean, it's, the guitar is cool. The guitar is cool. And ban, I like Ben in this one. Yeah, this is a little sparky. Okay. This is like the most fucking in your face. I'm doing a character to me. You think? It's so hokey to me. I don't know. It feels forced or something. Not forced, but like, I don't know. Maybe it is. You know, that's like he's making fun of the, you know, the whole like. This blind faith in America yeah. thing. That's what yeah. it, that's what I get from. And he's it. all right. Maybe you know, I don't also remember. He's not he's not even a citizen until this year. Right. Yeah. You know. But I mean, he's lived here. So he could vote Trump. Out. He's probably at this point well, that, lived here as long as he had lived in Canada. That's a good point, point too. Like sure. he's he's got a lot of throughout these albums a lot of commentary on Amer- the American way right. of life and. And well, all, like all these like American politics, and he's a Canadian citizen. He is. He's a Canadian citizen, but all his business is done in the United States. Yeah. So he's yeah. he's paying. He taxes might as well and, be. A, yeah, he's like pretty much. Else. Yeah, yeah. The only yeah. reason he became one this year was to vote for Bernie. Yeah, vote for Bernie. But that first line, you know, Bert, not probably getting, because it sounds like Bird. Yeah, that might be it. That he Bernie does kind of look like a bird. He thought it was, was Birdie Sanders. Well, that bird that landed, that landed on, on Bernie's on his podium yeah, in 2016. Yeah. That was Neil. That was Neil. <laughs> but that, like, if there was a mic on the bird, <laughs> it would have been like, "Vote hey, for Bird." Hey, Neil. Cool rally. <laughs> not, not now, Neil. Not now. <laughs> that was your burn. That wasn't a bad that one. That wasn't bad. Thanks. But isn't that first line like? What people say when you're when you're young, you're a Democrat, but when you get older, you become a Republican. Yeah, and that's what that's what he's saying. Getting, I'm not getting. Yeah, I'm not, now he's the biggest liberal. In the right, world, and I'm not so. getting you know old, but I'm getting the lay of the land. And like right. you said, everybody knew Reagan was going to get elected, and he's getting the lay of the land. He's he's figuring out what's going on here. Yeah, so, but also and, if he's doing a character, then is he doing a character? I don't think he's. I think he's half doing a character. He said when he wrote this song, he was pretty angry about the Iran hostage thing. Okay. And he thought Carter handled it poorly and that Reagan was going to kick some ass, although he never got a chance to. But yeah, he just thought they should have been stronger in the Middle East. Again, as a Canadian, you know, uh, it's weird for him to say that. I also don't know anything about Canadian politics at all, so I don't know. Or especially at the time. I don't know. Well, there was that. Well, wasn't that what Argo was about? Was it? Yeah. Wasn't it about the Canadian embassy sneaking out yeah. the Americans? Yeah. yeah. That yeah, had were something hu- to do with that whole Iran thing. Yeah, they were a huge yeah. help. They were hiding yeah, Americans ben- who fled from the embassy. But Ben Affleck was a kid in the 80s. <laughs> Come on, Luke. <laughs> 
You're really starting to scare me, Luke. Sorry. You and Nails scare the shit out of me. <laughs> Don't. He's going to pop up oh, again. Okay. <laughs> Careful. You got two more two more sets. All right, sorry. Of, says of that. Well, he's already right. popped up. Now he's just sitting there on his phone. He's still here now. He's, <laughs> he's got to order nails. He's ordering nails. Are you ordering nails He's got to keep him. He's got a nail app. Are you ordering nails? He's not talking. He only talks the during app, that one song. Is, the app is called Nailed, but it's Nailed. got an, like it's got the, the little apostrophe and then a D. Yeah, there's no E. Yeah, right. It's just a nail Nailed. apostrophe D. D. Yeah. Isn't Nailed. it that cooking show Nailed It or something oh, that like that? Yeah, he probably hates that. I don't know why he's not talking. He's just sitting there. He won't unless we I say know. nails again. Oh shit! Right, someone call me in there. There it is. <laughs> yeah, hey. What's up? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> nothing. We were just talking about oh. Neil Young. So that was weird how that many, you're still uh, hanging out here. How just, many kinds of nails do you have that are made in the United States? That are in the uh, in the nails yeah, emporium. I'm not answer that one. Do you import anything from China? No, I'm not going to answer that. Why not? I just have all the nails. Why? That just, you why? Need. Why are you afraid? If you're so confident in your product, well, why can't you just tell people where your nails come from? I think my they nails actually they come spend from a lot of money the in world. their place. All why? over the world. Like where? Uh, China is one okay. Of All right. One of them. Yep. Uh, but there are a, a few. Okay. Do you from get America. Do you get billions and billions of them from China? How many nails are made here in the United States? I bet the Alaskan ones aren't even made in Alaska. Oh, the Alaskan ones are definitely made in Alaska. That's why they're so expensive. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, unions. But then, like, if where, do you, where do you think like a Brazilian twist screw is going to come from? Like, where? Wait, Fall, wait, 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 wait. A screw? I thought what? you didn't do screws. Oh, goodness. Oh, no. <laughs> is this breaking nails news? Um, is this canon? <laughs> I don't think we can uh, accept him as a uh, sponsor anymore because that's, so that's called fraud. A Brazilian <laughs> Are we saying goodbye nail? to nails? Oh, it's a, a screw Brazilian nail. It's got screw nails. in oh. the name. It's a nail that we has cut them off. spirals in it. That's just a that screw then. That can be nailed in, though. That's Cur- technically a screw. No, 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 no. Not if you hammer it in with a nail. <laughs> Caruth hates the Do you have to use an anchor? Do you have to use an anchor? Hammer it in with like, a nail? Like a nail. You said hammer it in with a nail. <laughs> you use another nail to hammer in the Brazilian screw about. nail? You could. Which nail do you use to hammer think, in the Brazilian screw I think nail? A hammer nail. I think nails. A hammer nail. Just, yeah. he, he looks at screw, So is that a nail that looks like a hammer? twisty hammers. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing with a spiral nail or any kind of twist nail is you hammer it, <laughs> but you have to walk nail. in a circle as you do it so, so that it goes in with All the right. spiral. Let's let's wrap this shit up. Yeah. Uh, top three. Wait, can you go to? Oh, all right. Just I want to hear a little bit of Ben. Just end Where? it off. Like two thirty is a nice little Ben moment. Got people mm. here, down on Just a little taste of Ben. You know. Nice. You would like a little taste of yeah. that. All right, anyways, let's go to top three. A little three. taste of BK, that flame-broiled taste. Yeah. Shoot, top three. Top three. Um, I'd have to say number three would be, I hate to say this, coming apart at every <laughs> n- nail. That's a good choice. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait, wouldn't um, that be a bad choice because they're coming apart? Well, I didn't say I didn't like the song. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a good song. All right. Problemat- the lyrics are problematic. You know, even oh. though he's all nails well, all I mean, the if, time. You know, yeah. Everything's coming apart at the nail. Guy clearly needs help using his nails, but, you know, he can write a catchy tune. I can give him that. Yeah, all right. That's cool. You can blame the wood. Quality of the wood. Well, you got to talk to your wood guy. 
<laughs> Ronnie Wood. Uh, number two would be Captain Kennedy. Number one, Little Wing. Okay. I don't have any of the last ones on my top three. Um, it would be, I think, Little Wing as number one. I'll go from three then. Uh, Old Homestead would be three. Uh, Lost in Space 2, Little Wing 1. And then, um, yeah, go ahead, Luke. See, my three is the one, like, I'd probably go Union Man just because it's kind of hokey and fun. And then my two would be Captain Kennedy. My one would be Little Wing. So we all agree on the one. Yeah. That's the best song on the album. Yeah. That's, to me, the only really good song on the album. He fucks a harmonica right at the beginning of it, which is... It's called Cunnilingus. <laughs> And we're all familiar with it. Harpalingus? I think we are. Yeah. Nails? Nails bites the bullet. <laughs> He's chewing nails. I bite the nail. I'll bite the nail. <laughs> uh, cut song. Uh, all of side two. All of it, huh? Well, no, not true. Except for coming apart every nail. I actually like that tune. No. Um, I'd have to say Lost in Space. What? Yeah. Over, yeah. like, staying power and yeah. coastline? Yeah. Those aren't as tedious as Lost in Space. Come Those don't on, annoy me dude. as much as Lost in Space. And at least staying power is a little schoolhouse rock in it. I'd cut Hawks and Doves. Just didn't do it for me. I'd cut know. either Hawks and Doves or uh, staying power. All right. I think I'd cut staying power. All right. Oh. Again, you know what? I don't know if, if I'd ever listen to this album again. I probably won't. And it's not, not that I hate it, like landing on water, but it's just kind of like it's it's barely there for me. There's nothing on it that grabs me. At least landing on water, you know, drives a rage inside of me that wants to destroy it. How do Whereas, you really feel though? But but Hawks and Shoot, Doves, wait wait wait. Can you just yeah? We should have. Can we reflect on ourselves? Oh, have real? we have we not talked we about ourselves? Really we should talk about nails. Good, we should have nails talk about just ourselves. anything but nail. I we like didn't we, we just talk about. about nails for like the past twenty minutes? Yeah, we talked not enough about nails. ourselves. Yeah, we got to talk about ourselves. All you right, we did. We, we talked way too much about Neil. All right, my my daughter got a job at. I don't want to hear the, about your daughter. I want to hear about yourself. That's my life. Doesn't matter. My daughter's my life. You. It does actually have something to do with me. Yeah, but is it? She you. She got a job at BT's the new BT Smokehouse Chicken Place in Worcester, oh, okay. and now I'm going to get free barbecue. And um, there we go. I'll just say this: if uh, she gets a job down at Nails Emporium, you'll get all the nails you need. <laughs> you already sent us <laughs> a and, lot and of nails. Um, we are hiring. That's she a, gets a she gets a real she'll get a really nice discount. It's a 25 percent discount all nails. What about the, <laughs> what about the funnel cakes? Funnel cakes are free. Hey, I, I got to get rid of them. They how many? How many employees? When the nails are how many there. employees do you have now? Uh, well, there's my son, Tack. <laughs> he works for me. Tack Lofgren. Uh, he's a 16. <laughs> there's a king, Diane. Um, and then uh, there's a couple other people that are in there, but I try to keep it mostly in the family. So, yeah. you, do you listen to this podcast, Nails? Uh, I put it on every once in a while when I'm kind of, you know, sorting out the nails at, at, uh, at, at Lofgren, at um, the Aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear the last episode of this part with the two dudes? Did you hear that one? Uh, the d- uh, no, I skipped it. You skipped that one? Oh, yeah. It didn't, have, uh, didn't have anything to do with Neil, so I was like, why would I listen to this? Huh. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. I'm not a big fan of the two dudes. N-A-I-L-S, Nails. <laughs> it's never, I, I like it's that you enjoyed that. Well, I'm we, happy that you enjoyed that. You blew something again. Well, we 
we appreciate your patronage, Nails. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the support. Um, I'm glad that you guys. Thanks for just that popping up out of nowhere on this yeah. episode. Yeah, it was I will weird. Say too, You're like a genie or something. I will say, uh, genie. I am working on another uh, a nice new little. Uh, he comes out little, of a box uh, sound of nails. for you guys too. Oh, so yeah. hopefully, hopefully by next week. He's like if a new not jingle? by next week, then sorry, he's a genie. Whenever now. we're done with it, like a new jingle. Just a new idea. You ain't never had a friend like nails. <laughs> nails. <laughs> I like is that. Is it? Is the new idea involve hammers? A little bit. I mean, you can't really talk about nails without hammers. But, but yeah, you don't sell are you hammers. just gonna take? I don't sell them, but I mean, you gotta have them. Are right. you just gonna take the sound clip from Human Highway where Neil Young is just banging together <laughs> metal and shit? And uh, I don't know anything about a Human Highway. I would just <laughs> hope that it was nailed together properly. Otherwise, it Wait, might be coming do you apart. Think of highway, every nail. You think highways are nailed to the ground? Only the good ones. <laughs> Okay, on that note, only only the good nail young. Only the good, only the good. Wait, wait, wait! Only the good nail young. Okay, listen, that's 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 not bad. We're literally this episode is four times longer than the actual album that we talked about, and it shouldn't be really. It's not worth that. (laughs) Too much much talking about Neil. Yeah, yeah, we didn't talk about talking about Neil. That's right. Uh, All right, youngsters, thank, we're back. Yeah, thanks, youngsters. A lot of people were, thanks to, were uh, looking forward to this one. So yeah, yeah, there you go. Sorry that you hated it. <laughs> and we'll, ho- we'll hopefully we'll have we'll develop the idea of the youngster of the year. I'm gonna really work, put some uh, effort into that. And we should mention that we're part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Yep. Uh, and we, uh, check us out on Facebook. Yeah. Long May You Young and at Long May You Young on Twitter and Instagram and the Neil Young subreddit and uh, it's Reactor. Next, next, yeah. next yes. episode, which is again another deep spiral for Neil into the 80s according to a lot of people but I yeah. actually I actually think it's pretty reactor good. then trans Mike yes I again head, trans head I've learned to like trans a little bit all right Shit. It's just, sound bite. you know yeah it's all landing right. on water that's the fucking just turd filled with nails oh boy so it's a good Should've turd been called nailing on water <laughs> probably would have done a lot better okay. yeah you're right nails All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu, you ladies of Spain. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And so never more shall we see you again. <laughs> it's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.